begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Outer Rim Transmission number 61, our weekly Star Wars podcast where we break down everything from news to reviews of what's out currently. This week, it's all about Obi-Wan Kenobi episode four. I was going to preface it saying season one, episode four, because anymore, who knows what's going on with this series, <laughs> but I'm joined by the full crew. So how's it going, Milton? It's going good, man. Just uh, ready to talk some Kenobi. I know this was a very interesting episode for a lot of people, so we'll get into it. But I'm excited. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the, you know, in this current day and age, having Twitter, it's like the sounding board. Like it, within moments, you know whether people are good or on the fence or just plain hate something. So it's definitely interesting um time and place we live in compared to like when the special editions came out for instance um how's it going ben oh yeah it's it's going really good i would say um i yeah i agree with you 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 know when it comes to when it comes to consuming this type of like media whether it be star wars or any other property like i mean we saw it with the halo show every week you know every basically as soon as the show comes out like nowadays with the power of twitter everybody everybody's a critic nowadays basically so you know everybody is giving their feedback right now and you know the way twitter trends go like you know if you're on one side of things liking something or not liking it you know then you know that can get people riled up on twitter and you know you see all kinds of conversations and chat and things like that and you know that's uh you know you're getting instant feedback and instant discourse immediately within minutes of finishing an, an, an episode or a movie or something so you know it's uh it's definitely a different time we're living in in terms of media consumption yeah it certainly is so this week is a little bit different than last week i will preface that for everybody listening and watching uh we had probably the biggest packed episode last week talking about not only three episodes of obi-wan but an entire recap of star wars celebration and like you might have expected, we started this week and ended this week with basically zero news. Other than a couple of rumors out there, which I don't even know if we'll mention. Um, we're basically going to be breaking down Obi-Wan Kenobi. I do have a fun little um, sidebar that we're going to start with after we get into like our week with Star Wars this week. Um, but before we get started with that, even if you are listening to the show, thanks for listening. And please share our podcast with anybody that you know that is interested in Star Wars. We want to expand our positive Star Wars uh, reach out to everybody. Um, and if you are listening, you can also watch us live every uh, Friday at 9 o'clock Eastern. You can also check out our merch at teespring.com, Outer Rim Transmission, search that up. And we are available everywhere on podcast platforms from Spotify to Google to apple we're everywhere so with that being said i know it's been a couple weeks we didn't really have time to even talk about this last week but uh has anything of note uh happened in your lives this week uh pertaining of course to star wars um actually something happened yesterday um when i was taking a little break during my work day uh, i was walking downtown looking at some of the local shops and this one little store has uh like these vintage like 80s t-shirts and like toys or candy or whatever and they actually had like these uh star wars like the original trilogy drawing designs on like t-shirts oh. and i was actually looking to buy i think like empire or but like they didn't have my size but what was cool though about their store is very much all about the vintage like you know material of the 80s so it was cool seeing that because it's like a whole bunch of et stuff oh. uh, uh a couple indiana jones items 
But it was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, and, you know, a lot of it wasn't Star Wars, but very much it was Lucasfilm and, and that impact that it's had. Yeah. So it was cool to go back and see like some of the Steven Spielberg movies that were on TV or on T-shirts, but they didn't have my size. So that's what kind of sucked about it. And then they had like these old, um, I thought they were the old VCR tapes, Ooh. but they're like diaries. They, they look like VCR Ooh. boxes, hmm. but they're like Star Wars diaries. So you can like use that and like write into it. It was pretty dope though. But I was like, okay, like it was cool to see vintage stuff turn into like merchandise, and you know, I, I didn't realize it was that close to my office. Yeah, you, you mentioned like just old journals, and instantly I thought of the Last Jedi with with yeah. Luke, the the ancient Jedi texts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's neat, like walking around your your neighborhood and still finding out these little spots that you know. You didn't know exists and the kind of memorabilia they have there because those hole in the wall places are the type of places where you'll find the best stuff that you know sparks your imagination. And be like, hey, I remember this, or or this even predates me, you know. So that that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed that. I mean, I've always been into checking out those local mom and pop stores because you never know what's in there. Yep. What about you, Ben? What have you been up to these days with Star Wars? Um, I didn't really have too many like crazy Star Wars experiences or nothing as interesting as like um, you Milton this week, but mine was more on just like a, a basic fandom level. I would say like, can heck it, it, it actually just happened like right before this show about a half hour ago. Um, so, you know, I saw someone, someone tweet all they, all they wrote was I love the last Jedi and I responded to it. That's awesome. Like, I don't like the movie, but you know, it's awesome that you, you know, as a fan are finding something enjoyable that i'm not a fan of and i think that's awesome right. like that's that's the fun part of being a fan yeah. and like that's the fun part of being a star wars fan and you know that's something like anytime i see tweets like that people that they'll just write i love the last jedi i love empire strikes back whatever i always respond like with basically that similar message just to try to push more positivity into the fandom because a lot of times you know people will, will use that uh potentially in certain ways like you know, they can use that and obviously just a way to say, I love that movie and, you know, just use it in a positive way. Well, also, you know, you do see people use like that type of positivity to basically try to stir up drama, to get people talking, like, you know, just to get a, uh, a debate going for no reason. And like me, instead of debating like people like that, it's just like, hey, that's that's awesome. Like, you know, and then a lot of times, you know, people don't respond or they're just like, oh, that, oh, thank, thanks for the nice reply. It's like, yeah, I'm not looking to debate you. I think it's great that you have a different opinion. Like, good for you. And like, you know, that's something I feel like uh, a lot of the fandom, you know, just always needs a, needs a reminder about. It's like, hey, you know, people can have different opinions and we're all on the same side here. Like, this is still Star Wars at the end of the day. Like, we all love this this franchise. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned it. I had, I had like a... Maybe we'll do something on a show repeatedly, like dark your dark side moment of the week or something like that. Because <laughs> I, I had something where I had to like pull myself back because, and it wasn't even like a random person. It was actually a friend of mine on Twitter, and they had said something about a certain thing, and I was like, I don't know why I felt this way. And I think you know we all succumb to certain instinctual reactions where it's like, I was gonna say something like, oh, I like this and this about it. But this, you know, like like a backhanded compliment, like, yeah, this is good, but this could have been better or something like that. And I had to, like, actually delete the tweet. Like, I didn't send it, but I just had to, like, delete because I was like, I thought about it. I was like, 
well, you know, I'm not going to try to stamp on somebody's parade, like stop on somebody's parade. Like, that's cool. Like, that's that's neat that you're able to just like, hey, that's cool. Um, because our, usually our first reaction for a lot of us would be like, yeah, let's let's, you know, just say why their opinion isn't right for some reason. Like as a culture, we have gotten to this point where it's just everything's got to be our way, our way, our way it can't be another person's opinion over ours or something like that. So for me, I had that moment of like, oh, I'm going to rain on somebody's parade. And then I just like deleted it. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's the important thing. You know, people have to just remember when it comes to these things, just because, you know, it's like, it's like, Hey, just, just have a healthy discussion about it. Like, um, you know, or be like, Hey, why, you know, why do you like it so much? And here's why I'm not a big fan of it. But the thing is, a lot of times I've noticed when you, if, if, if people, um, you know, get into that type of discussion, you know, especially when it comes to Twitter, you know, people will take a discussion about a thing as hostile versus just like, Hey, let's, let's talk about it. Like, you know, it, it, this doesn't need to turn into some, you know, name calling, uh, like accusing people of being toxic or whatever, like, you know, that sort of thing. At the end of the day, it's like, Hey, just, just talk about it. And at the end of the day, remember, it's fine to have differing opinions. Like not everybody has to like, like, like not everybody has to be a cheerleader either of Star Wars. Like I'm not, I would never ever say every piece of Star Wars content is 10 out of 10 because it's not, it's not anywhere close to that. So, you know, the thing is, that's just, that's just, I mean, that's my opinion. Sure. There may be some people that view it that way, but like, that and that's fine and and you know differing opinions is totally cool and and a lot of people just don't remember that because it goes back to our opening point about you know uh social media being on hand right away to be like an instant critic you know everybody's ready you know wanting to have the right opinion about a topic whether it be like like kenobi for example this week you know we'll get into uh talking and reviewing about that here in a few and you know, when it comes to that show, everybody's talking about it. Like that's, that's of course like dominating star Wars conversation and people are using certain aspects of the show to drift the conversation one way or the other. And like, instead of like say debating about it in a, in a fine way, you know, they'll take it like in one extreme or the other. And it's like people, Whoa, like just, just take a step back, take a breath for a second versus, versus just like instant reacting and tweeting you know, like you said with your tweet earlier, Chris, like you were thinking about sending something and then you pulled yourself back. Like, like that's always a thing, you know, take like before you hit send on Twitter, like take 30 seconds or, or a minute. Be like, OK, should I actually send this? Like, what are the repercussions versus like, let me just do it emotionally and react and hit send right now just to like prove my point. And then you're like, oh, I, I really sent that, you know, so that's that is a that's something, you know, people just need to be aware of when they're debating and talking Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah, one final note before we move on here. Um, there, there. I, I don't know who to credit this to, but somebody had started a good tweet or a tweet thread about, you know, it's the way fandom is. It's it's like so yes or no. It's so uh, opposite of one another. Somebody says something, no, you're wrong or something like. There's not been a lot of good healthy discussion where it's like, okay, let's. There's a, a certain way of disagreeing with somebody in a respectful way where you're like okay, I see what they tried here. In my opinion, I would have liked it if it was more like this because if this could have affected me where it's like, oh, you're stupid. You're, you're terrible because you <laughs> believe that. Like, like yep. why can't we just have respectful, respectful, more of those respectful conversations and more discussions rather than uh, just 
criticizing somebody literally personally in in your own criticism <laughs> so oh yeah i i completely agree with you so i'm gonna move on to something a little bit more bright and cheery here yep. literally this is gonna brighten up anybody's day because it certainly <laughs> brightened up mine i have a jedi holocron so this thing's really oh, wow. cool. so you twist this is from um doc on dars you twist both of these and we got this cool sound effect and I don't know if somebody speaks. I've never had it on for a very long time. Um, there is a Jedi crystal that you can actually put in a Kyber crystal. You can put in this thing. I got a green one, and it actually will change the color. And you can also use the same crystal in a lightsaber that you buy from Savvy's. But I don't know if this is just gonna keep looping, or I thought maybe somebody talks. Like a, like a secret message or something like that, but uh, th I mean th this is one of the cooler things because, like I said, I bought the the, the Cal Kessis lightsaber, and I seen these on the wall, and I was like, oh, I gotta get me one of these because Cal Kessis has a has a holocron. But yeah, I guess that's all it does. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty sweet. That is that's really cool. Like I, I actually haven't seen one of those like as like a physical item you could buy. So that is right. that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I figure out literally. It's like it's unique. It's something that, like you said, I can't find anywhere else. So hell, might as well buy yeah. it. You know, pretty cool little Jedi. They had Sith holocrons, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna go light side on this one. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm getting into this little fun segment we're gonna have here. Um, so a while ago, a buddy of mine, he works in a publishing branch company, a printing company, and. All the time, he's like, "Dude, do you have this book? Do you?" And he's like, basically getting me free Star Wars books, but half the time, literally all the time, I'm like, "Dude, I already read it. I already read it. I already <laughs> read it." <laughs> Until one day, he gave me this, and it is the Star Wars. Uh, let me let me read this here. This is from 1997, Diplomatic okay. Corps entrance exam. So this is an in-universe like test out <laughs> booklet for like the most incredible legend star wars lore up to 1997 you'll actually really appreciate this um so i'm gonna read the back here it says attention applicants this is all in universe it says by taking this exam you are expressing your genuine desire to, uh, to join the proud ranks of the new republic diplomatic corps you are to be congratulated for your ambition and discrimination in seeking such a lofty professional goal however it is imperative that you also be cautioned your chosen vocation is a challenging one, and accordingly, this test of your qualifications will be equally challenging. But don't be intimidated. Be empowered, for only the confident few will succeed. So this is like, <laughs> this is so cool. So I figured we'd take a few minutes. I'm gonna pop this this little book open, and I'm gonna okay. just start asking you two these questions and, and seeing how how uh, <laughs> precise and how up to speed on on all this lore some of you guys are. And this is really cool. They have like all these sections. Like it's, I didn't really get a good chance to look at it yet. But like interstellar travel, right? They have like it's like an actual like exam you would have in school. They have sociology and anthropology. See, that's ridiculous. <laughs> this is so cool, man. <laughs> this is from 1997. They have you know technology, and they have and, and the inside of the book is just. They just have it's like an actual school test here. Look, they have actual schematics of droids. Okay. What in the world? Um, so I'm gonna just go through a couple of these and see if you guys know them off the top of your head. I'm gonna just randomly open to a couple pages here, and we're we're gonna. Whoa, 
There's like some fighters in here that are from. Like I don't even know what that Tie Fighter is. It's like right <laughs> by my thumb here. Like this this thing over here. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. No. I I can't. Yeah, I can't see it. I think that's a Z95 Headhunter. That is so cool. Like, this is. Hmm. This is awesome. Man. Oh, they have. Yeah, they have, I've definitely have never maps. seen. They have anything like this that. thing. They gotta oh, make wow. like a canon version of this now. This is <laughs> this is like freaking almost thirty years old. This book. All right, I'm gonna just um. Oh, okay. Um, but the problem is, I'm gonna have to find the answer key. See, I did not prepare very well for this. <laughs> there should be an answer key in here somewhere. Um. Okay. Maybe oh, no man. answer key since it's for students. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you look at the sources here, they have the entire like legends books oh, wow. here. It's like Oh <clears throat> Is it like just I guess go back to reference? Yeah, like the Crystal Star, which is my friend Matthew uh from the Geek Saddock's favorite book of all time. It's terrible. Um <laughs> Dark Apprentice, Dark Empire, all those classic legends books, you know, The Last Command. Return. They have novelizations as as um sources in here. The Return of the Jedi novelization. Oh, okay. I found the answer key. All right. So let's uh. All right. I'm gonna go through. We can go through like maybe one, one section today. Maybe we'll like bring this back like every once in a while because this could be really fun to like have a regular segment of just having <laughs> you guys answer these. Of course, I can't participate, but um, let me uh. We'll we'll start at the beginning of the book. Why not um. So we're going to go to events in history. Okay, cool. So those of you that are watching live, go ahead, participate. I know that Dark Nerdy Gonzo is in there hanging out with us. If anybody is there live, <coughs> this is going to be really fun. So send in your answers. This is multiple choice, and we're going to give the answers um, at the end. So make sure you take note of your actual answers because I'm not doing that for you guys. All right. Um, okay, so history. Um, with events. All right. When Darth Vader boarded her ship, Princess Leia hid the Death Star plans. Oh, this is this is a giveaway. <laughs> some of these are really easy, and some of these are really difficult. Um, a, her hair. B, R2-D2, or C, an escape pod. R2-D2. R2-D2. All right. <laughs> Mi hmm. Okay. I mean, Remember? technically, it could be an escape pod, because R2-D2 was on the... Maybe you guys should, like, <laughs> I did such a good job preparing. <clears throat> Maybe you guys should, like, pull out your phone and just, like, start jotting down just, like, the letters and stuff so we can compare notes at the end. Um, okay, number two, after leaving Cloud City, who left to search for Boba Fett? Okay, A, Lando, B, Chewbacca, C, Luke, D, Princess Leia. There's some after leaving. Wait, who left this? Hold on, repeat that. After leaving Cloud City, who left to search for Boba Fett? A. Lando, B. Chewbacca, C. Luke, D. Princess Leia. That's a tough one. They they all That's went to find. Big. I mean, pretty much it's A and B. Because at Got the end it. of Empire, Chewie and Lando are in the ship or in the Falcon to go get well find Han. Han, yeah. Uh, locate okay. Boba. To, yeah, it's weird. Like what? I will give you a hint. There are multiple answers in this. I just yeah about to say like. Key. There are multiple answers for sure. each question. Not every question, obviously, but just keep that yeah. in mind when I give the questions. 
So that one. Well, that is, one has to be the first. There two. are yeah, there are two. Mm, all right, <laughs> there are two answers on that one. Yeah. All right, number three, Admiral. Oh, this is this one's interesting. This is all legends now. Okay, Admiral Akbar was once a slave to A. Grand Moff Tarkin, B. Darth Vader, C. Emperor Palpatine. Remember, this is all legends. So forget canon. This thing was published in 1997. Mm, I want to say Tarkin. I it's. I feel like it's got to be Tarkin. All right. Well, you, keep in yeah, mind. Yeah. I, I now that I think about it, I remember like I feel listening like I, to yeah. um. Listening to, I think one of the uh, one of the books a couple months ago, and he referenced like Tarkin, how like yeah, he I said... think I think in one of the radio dramas it references that Milton. Mm-hmm. I think. All right. Yeah. All right. We have Dark Nerdy Gonzo participating, which is cool. Again, everybody in the chat, watch right now. Go ahead, send your answers in. All right, number four. Before he joined the rebellion, Biggs Darklighter signed on as a third mate. On the starship A, Rand Ecliptic, B, Scardia Voyager, or C, Tidarium. The only one that I recognize is C, Tidarium. I have no idea for this one. <laughs> I, I'd say probably C. I, it's got, I think it's C. This but, is so in the it, weeds. It might, well, actually, it might not be C, because isn't, isn't Tidarium the name of yep. the shuttle in episode six? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it can't be that. It's got. I think it's B. Then scar, scar, gargig something. Okay, whatever star, you scar Scardia Voyager. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's B then. Okay, five. Who flew the Millennium Falcon in the Battle of Endor? A. Chewbacca. <laughs> B. Han Solo. C. Lando Calrissian. Or D. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> all right, we all know that one. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, we got a true or false. Number six. True or false. C-3PO once worked as a translator for Captain Antilles. True. True? It's gotta be true, right? I would I would agree with true. Right, number seven. Who were the two Ewoks who accompanied Han, Leia, Chewie, and the two droids to the shield generator? We got A, Wicket, W, Warwick, B, Logray, C, Chief Chirpa, D, Paplu. Now, this one's a little difficult. Like, I know it, but I know this, is, this one's not as easy as... As number I five mean, was. It's one has to be wicked, mm-hmm. at least. And then I think the other one has to be the chief. <clears throat> the chief, maybe. Chief, or was it or or was it low gray? Because I think I think low gray was the one that gets blasted to pieces, right? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. It might be the chief though. Cause why wouldn't the chief be in the battle? Uh man, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. It's got to be A. It's got to be at least Wicket. And then what are the other three choices, Chris? You got B, Low Gray, C, Chief Chirpa, D, Paplu. Mm. I think, right. I think three, I'll go with C. I think two, I'll go with C with Chief Chirpa with one. A and C. Okay, A moving and C. on. All right, number <laughs> eight. Who fired the shot that destroyed the second Death Star? <laughs> A, Luke Skywalker, B, Wedge Antilles, C, Biggs Darklighter, D, Lando Calrissian, E, Han Solo, F, Leia Organa. I felt like, is this one multiple answers? Because I, I feel like I feel like this was two shots. Because I think it was one by Lando, and there's another one by, I think, well, by... Considering uh, there's, like, 
more choices than usual. It probably is multiple. I think it's, I think got... it's Wedge and uh, Orlando. Yeah, what? Yeah, we'll go okay. with Wedge and Orlando. Okay, number nine. Ewoks first captured Han, Luke, Chewbacca, R2-D2, and C-3PO. A, using spears. B, by stealing their blasters. C, with Leia's help. D, by using a net slash trap. 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 All right. Ten, the founder of the Rebel Alliance is, this one's tough, A, Mon Mothma, B, Leia Organa, C, Bail Organa, D, Big Zark Leiter. Ooh. These multiple this answers. Legends, so I don't know who. Well, um... All right, I'll give you a hint. Let me see if it's multiple answers. Yeah, yeah, give us a hint on this one, because this one's... Nope, hmm. I mean, it's really... Single, single answer on this single one. Single answer. I'll go with my mom then. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like... Actually, yeah, Milton, I think... So, so think about it. This was made in 97, mm. so that means that means Bale... Bale was just blown away in the original trilogy, and he hasn't even been cast yet, so... It's gotta be. It's gotta be Mon Mothma. Right, but remember the radio dramas. Like he was around. Oh, like they, that's, and, and that came out what? Ooh. 70, 78? That came out in seventy-eight. Seventy-eight and eighty. That so would have like, been before Mothma. They, they, they made him important. So I'm thinking like, it could be him because he ooh. knew about the rebellion the whole time. That's true. Ooh, right. Man, that is. Select I, your answers. I go Move with it. Mon Mothma just yeah, to be I'm safe. Saying, I'm sticking with that. All right, moving on to number eleven. Good luck with this one. When General Riken picked up an Imperial Pro Droid, it was in Zone A, 66, B, 12, C, 3. I don't remember any numbers being in that movie. Unless this was like in a novelization or something. Unless they reference it quick, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, hold on. Wait, what were the numbers again? I'm, I'm thinking it. Okay, A, okay. 66, B, 12, or C, 3. Oh man, this is, I've seen this movie so many times. I feel like I think it's three. I think I it's think. three. Yeah, three sounds. I was just going through my head, like hearing him say the line. I feel like I feel like it's three. Yeah. Okay, moving on. In the Battle of Hoth, Wedge Antilles flew as a Rogue Three, B Rogue Eight, or C Rogue Two. <laughs> say that again. Okay. Uh, in the Battle of Hoth, Wedge Antilles flew as A, Rogue 3, B, Rogue 8, or C, Rogue 2. Hmm. Not sure. I feel like it's either got to be Rogue 3 or Rogue 2. I think. Because it wouldn't be 8. I, it, it can't be 8. Um, I don't think, anyways. Um, Three, two. I'll go with Rogue yeah, Two, sure. I guess. I'll go with Rogue Two. Rogue Two. Okay. <laughs> and just to clarify, there's like sixty. I looked it up. There's this is the biggest section of the whole book. There's sixty mm -hmm. questions in this particular thing with events. So we're gonna just go up to question number thirty today, and we'll call it a day on this. Um, yeah, there we because go. We'll be here all day for comments. <laughs> um, all right, number 13. When it arrived on Cloud City, the Millennium Falcon landed on platform A327, B237, or C732. I think it's 327. Yep, I, I think so too, Milton. Oh, wait, there's more numbers. D, it was on the other page. Sorry, D273, 
F seven two three. I have no idea. I think yeah, three two seven sounds right. All right. Okay, number fourteen. Who is Bausch or Boosh? A Han Solo, B Princess Leia, C Luke Skywalker, D and Ubez Bounty Hunter. <laughs> what, right, definitely that's Leia. A tri- wait, that's a trick Ooh. question. Ooh. Bounty Hunter, right? Yeah, then it's got to be the Bounty Hunter. All right, Bounty Hunter, especially for the time period. Yes. I'm so happy this guy gets a shout out. <laughs> My favorite character. <laughs> Number 15, Dash Reddar. A was gold leader in the Battle of Yavin. B took down an Imperial Walker in the Battle of Hoth. C helped rescue Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt's palace. Hoth. Hoth. Wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah, right? Yep, it's Hoth. Yeah. You fly that mission. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I loved it. I was wondering if a Shadows of the Empire question would come up. Even video games are represented. How freaking cool is that? All right, number 16. Luke Skywalker's gunner, Dak, died when A, he was hit by the weapons fire from Darth Vader's TIE fighter near the Death Star, B, in hand-to-hand combat on the Death Star, or C, when an AT-AT's weapon fire hit Skywalker's snowspeeder on Hoth. C. Yeah, it's C. Okay, number... Okay, so Dark Nerdy Gonzo is also chiming in on Dash Rendar. B took down an Imperial Walker. Cool. All right. Uh, okay, we're gonna go to number seventeen. When pinpointing the locate, when pinpointed the location of the second. Th- Sorry, let me read that for a third time. Who pinpointed the location of the second Death Star? A R two D two. B Mon Mothma. C Admiral Akbar or D Bothan Spies. 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 Yep, and I'm still waiting for that story told in canon. I mean, we're in that era right now in between Empire and Return of the Jedi in the comics. Like, come on, where are we getting the Bothan story already? Um, anyway, it might be like, you know, Yoda's whereabouts with Dagobah <coughs> and his species. They might just never tell us. Right. Number 18, mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian turned Han and Leia over to Darth Vader in exchange for A, credits, B, safe passage out of the Empire, C, protection for Ke- uh, Cloud City, or D, protection for Kessel? Cloud City. Cloud City. Okay. Number 19. When Darth Vader tried to destroy Myoris School, who saw the Empire's strategy in a dream? Okay, so this is like some really deep-cutted stuff. A, Luke Skywalker. B, Bird. C, Anakin Solo. Or D, Mara Jade. Wait, what's the, say that one more time, because I have no idea what they're asking. I have no idea. Okay, when Darth Vader tried to destroy Mayoris School, it's M-Y-O-R-I-S apostrophe possessive school, who saw the Empire strategy, Empire strategy in a dream? I have no idea. Vader, I don't really know I would, this. I would guess, I would Yes, and reach probably Mara because because think maybe maybe Milton you know maybe she was working with the Empire yeah, at the time maybe maybe yeah. I don't know that's t- that's really tough actually that's that a mega deep cut Mayoris doesn't ring any bells <laughs> uh uh-uh. that had to have right. been like a one liner you know in one of the books yep <laughs> number twenty so we got like ten questions left for for today in the Battle of Hoth Luke Skywalker flew as a Rogue two. B, Rogue Leader, or C, Rogue Five? 
five. Yeah, five. I feel like it's got. I feel like his number is five in just about everything. Okay. Number twenty-one. Lando Calrissian was promoted to general based on his performance in A. Cloud City, B. Jabba's Palace, or C. The Battle of Tanab, which we also haven't seen yet. Definitely Battle of Tanab. Yeah. Yep. Twenty-two. Who was the first Ewok to make contact with the Rebel forces in the Battle of Endor? A. Wicked W. Warwick. B. Logray. C. Chief Chirpa. Or D. Paplu. Uh, Wicked. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't remember this one. <clears throat> I'm sure I know if I watch the movie again. Wick, Wicked's Wicked's the one Milton that makes contact with Leia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because he pokes her a couple times. Yeah, she like freaks <laughs> out. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number 23, true or false, Luke Skywalker sponsored Skywalker Technical Maintenance Service for young pilots on Tatooine. That's a cool fact, right? Is that true or false? So he sponsored a technical school on Tatooine. Oh, uh, man. This is a mega deep cut. If Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh just take, maybe just, i don't know man that's tough yeah three two yeah i have no idea one just I'll say false, pick false. one false. all right false. 24 in the battle of yavin Biggs dark lighter flew as a red seven b red 11 or c red three i think he uh, was wait, re- Biggs, uh, i want to say red 11 I, was he red? Was it seven? No. Okay. Re- I, I, I want to say seven, but I feel like that's not right. Because I'm just think. Let's run through it. Red leader was uh, the main guy, the southern sounding guy, and then you got red five was Luke. I don't remember Wedge's number. I'm I'm trying to replay the battle in my head and like how the call signs went. Um. Uh, I think. Wait. Okay, wait. What were what were the numbers? You uh, read the multiple choice, Chris. Please. Okay, red uh, A is red seven, B red eleven, or C red three. Oh, red eleven, red <laughs> three. It's eleven, I think. Red three, two. Wait, it, it just sounds one. like. It's, I, oh wait, it's... actually, I th- I think red three, Milton, because think think the way the order of the camera cuts. It yeah, goes yeah, here, yeah. And then Luke, because he goes, because he's like Luke. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Why yeah, I, I don't know. Why I thought like it was seven or eleven. I don't know why I kept thinking that, but yeah, we'll we'll go red three. We'll go red mm-hmm. three. Yeah. All right. Number twenty-five in the Battle of Yavin, the first attempt to blow up the Death Star was made by A. Han Solo, B. Wedge Antilles, C. Big Dark Leader, D. Red Leader, or E. Gold Leader. Gold Leader. No, wait, no, no, no. It's I red. Think it was red. It's red. It's red, it's red because red. he. He missed it because, like, uh, it, it like hit on the surface. Yeah, because he goes hits away. Yeah, because goal leader was um Y wings. They're Y wings, yeah. So this next question, I kind of already answered it for you guys. Um, twenty six. <laughs> what was the name of the stolen Imperial shuttle that brought the strike team to Endor's moon? A. Tidarium. B. Tina. Or C. Tyran. Tidarium. Shuttle Tidarium. <laughs> 27, who was Lando's co-pilot in the Battle of Endor? A, Chewbacca, B, Nine-Num, or C, Wicket? Nine-Num, I think, yeah. Yeah, Nine-Num. Okay. 28, true or false, in the Battle of Yavin, Luke Skywalker saved Big Stark Slater's life. Battle of Yavin? Yeah. That's episode four. True or false? Big, big Dark Slater. Yeah, he did. 
Because at one point he sees thanks him. He just said thanks, big. He's like, he's like, he's like, ah, oh, he's looking for um. No, 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 no. Wait, no. Wed, no, Wedge saves. Him. That's Wedge, because because Wedge saves him. Isn't Wedge the Biggs, one that flies off? He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's asking. He's like, yeah, he's asking where he's at. So it's Wedge that saves him. So okay. so Biggs is the one that. So he. Wait, what was the question? Was it he saves him or does it save? It's true or false because it says in the Battle of Yavin. Luke Skywalker saved Big Star Clayter's life. That's true or false? Okay, I'll say false. Because he, okay. yeah, I'll say false. All right, getting down to why we have two questions left. True or false again? In the Battle of Yavin, once again, Red Leader's proton torpedo hit its target. Who's whose rocket or whose proton torpedo? Red Leader. No. False. Okay. These last couple questions have been kind of easy, um, including this one. 30. Where did Luke Skywalker receive his formal Jedi training? A, Tatooine, B, Yavin 4, or C, Dagobah? Dagobah. <laughs> yep, Dagobah. So that's the thing. Like, some of those questions were so <coughs> easy. Like, there were some hard were, like, ones in there. Damn near impossible. Like, the number ones, like, I was having trouble. Alright, so I don't know if you guys took down any notes on these, but I'm going to read through 1 through 30 in the answer key. Yeah, um, I was taking down most of our notes, um, so we should we should have our all right, percentage. Cool. So gets a higher score. And that goes for you, Dark Nerdy Guns. I don't know if you've been keeping track, man. Alright, one, <laughs> 1 is B, 2 is A and B, 3 is A, 4 is A, 5 is C, 6 is true, 7 is A and D. Eight is B and D. Nine is D. Ten is A. Eleven is B. Twelve is A. Thirteen is A. Fourteen is D. Fifteen is B. Sixteen is C. Seventeen is D. Eighteen is C. Nineteen is B. Twenty is B. Twenty-one is C. Twenty-two is A. Twenty-three is false. Twenty-four is C. 25 is E, 26 is A, 27 is B, 28 is true, only for Biggs to lose his life a few moments later, uh, 29, <laughs> false, and 30 is C, so that 28 was like crazy, because it says true, and he dies later. Yeah. <laughs> so tally up, tally up you and Milton's uh, answers, Ben, Okay. And well. see who, who, who passed on this exam. Okay, well, we will have to, uh, I, uh, all right, I was actually writing the, the people, I was writing the answers down and not the, not the letter, so that's a little more tricky. <laughs> all right, let me go back real quick. Okay. All right, so. Just, just, I, I wrote down the answers and the letter is, for some of them, so just, just, uh, just yeah. read the correct answer. One is, one is R2-D2, two is Orlando and Chewbacca. Okay. Three is Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. Four is Randa Cliptic. Five right, so that... is Lando. Six is True. Seven is Wicket and. Oh, Wicket and Paplu. Um, eight is B and D. Wedge okay. and Lando. Yep, so they both okay. shot it. All right, nine is D. Uh, nine is D. Using a net trap. 
Okay, this was the one you had a question on. The founder, according to them in Legends, is Mon Mothma A for question number 10. Okay. So 11 is 12. I don't know if any of you got that one right. Nope. 12 is Rogue 3. Wait, really? Oh, I was totally going to guess Rogue 2 on that one myself. Okay. 13. Specific number. 327. Either of you get that? Yep, we got it, Milton. Wow. Let's See, go. I don't remember that one. 14. An UB's bounty hunter. That's D. 15. My guy Dash Rendar took down an Imperial Walker on the Battle of Hoth. That's B. 16. We have um, when an at, when an ad weapon fire hit Skywalker's not yeah so it's that's C I'm sure you guys got that one yep uh, seventeen is Bothan spies eighteen is C protection for Cloud City oh I was thinking that it was B safe patches out of the Empire okay no it's Cloud City because he was all about he mentions it like uh why he well he, before they meet Vader. He says, uh, I struck a deal with the Empire. To okay. keep the Empire out of here forever. Yeah. 19, this is the one that was with the Mayoris school. It's B-Bird. I've never even heard of that character before. So. Nope. <laughs> 20 is... I don't think you guys got this one right, because I, I was like thinking in my head, this is Rogue Leader for number 20. Oh, dang, yeah. Nope. Yeah. 21, I think you're confusing that with the Battle of Yavin. 21 mm. is C... The Battle of Tanab, we knew that one. 22 is A, Wicked War. Yep, we got that one right. 23 is false, so Luke did not sponsor Skywalker <laughs> Technical Maintenance Services for young pilots on Tatooine. That was a far stretch. Um, 4 is C, which equals red 3. You guys talked your way through that one. You got that red, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, 25 yep. is going to be E. That was Gold Leader. I think you guys both Whoa. got that wrong. That's, okay. 26 interesting. is A, Tidarium. That one was a softball. And then the rest of these are basically easy. 27, B, nine numbers, a co-pilot. 28, uh, this one was the tough one. That was the true. That one was true. Apparently he saved Big's life, but then he soon died after. 29, false. Um, Red Leader's pretend torpedo did not hit its target. And 30 was C, for Dagobah with his completed training. So, all right, I'll add it. them up. I'll add up how many we missed. So we missed one, two. I feel like we're pretty damn good. Three, four, five, six. Seven. So we missed seven out of thirty. Okay, so Milton, we got a. Well, t I'll tell you our. Uh, I'm a guess, maybe eighty something percent. So we, on our first Star Wars test, on our first Star Wars test, Milton, we got a C. got a seventy-seven percent. Hey, it's uh, above. It's a, <laughs> I was close. It's, a, it's eighty some high, low, low, so uh, high seventy. But you could do better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know what I'll do, um, Chris? I'll keep me um, my yeah. Here, here's a fun segment for our audience and and for us. I'll keep our scores saved, Milton. So by the time we get through this, whenever we do, we'll see if we 
are eligible to become like a galactic citizen or whatever this is for. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> so that was that was our fun trivia segment for um, <laughs> if we want to, you know, get credentials to be a part of the new republic government. So we got to be up to speed on all of our uh, galactic lore and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. So, you know, if we have another slow week, which probably will happen again next week, we'll uh, we'll, we'll finish off the next 30, which will cap out the events of galactic history in Legends up until 1997, mm-hmm. at least. Um, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. So we'll see. There's plenty and plenty. As you see how thick the book was, there's going to be weeks worth of content in that thing. And it's, <laughs> it's a fun little thing. So, But now it's time for the main event. What everybody is clicking on this video for, and that is for our discussion, our long-awaited review of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is episode four, and episode four only. So we are actually going to deep dive into this one. We didn't really have time to deep dive into it um, because we had literally three episodes and, and like 20 different news stories last week. So I'm going to throw this one over to myself. Throw it over to myself for my initial impressions on on Obi-Wan Kenobi episode four. Um, so I have to keep, you know, reminding myself fan expectations, fan expectations. They do not account for how good something is. If it does not go according to my head canon, that does not make it bad necessarily. Um, so I'm trying to weigh this off of my own, like movie watching TV, watching self. Right. Um, so based off of that, I thought it was a fine episode. I, I, and what I mean by fine, like middle of the road, kind of okay. Um, of course, you look at the duration of the episode, and you're thinking it's under 40 minutes. Like, what the what the heck's going on here? There's only six episodes, you know. So that that initially like kind of let my expectations lower, or a little bit. Um, but getting into the story, you know, we have Obi Wan. He's very very quickly nursed back to health through back to we don't know how long it was. It could have been two hours. It could have been two weeks. We don't know. They go to Fortress Inquisitorius, where it seems like there's really nobody on patrol. And he finds a Jedi tomb of all these Jedi and he continues through and he saves Leia and they get out and the T-47 save everybody. But it was all a trap set by the third sister, Reva. And that is where we end as we see her little Lola droid as the actual tracker as it blinks red. So going over just my quick thoughts after my little synopsis there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I loved seeing the beginning. I loved the thing with uh, Vader, the, the the cutting between Vader and Obi-Wan, both in the back of the tank, like the, both their injuries are connected. That was a cool moment for me. I like seeing Obi-Wan in action, whether or not I agree with, again, we don't know the timetable here, but it seems like it was really, really quick for him to be like burned alive and just, you know, swing his lightsaber like, you know, he wasn't exactly like an adept force user at that point but he was still blocking everything uh so in general i was like yeah this this episode's good um it's moving at a good pace right like we're again we're, we're, we're stopping at one location we're moving on from that location so we're not we're not spending a lot of time and he rescued leia so by the end of this episode there was a point to this episode it wasn't just oh this was a waste of an episode i feel like there wasn't a lot of momentum there was plenty of momentum but for me, it was just missing something. I can't. It's maybe by the end of the discussion, I'll have a more tangible um, grasp on what that it was missing. I will say, like the environments are a little kind of bland for my taste. I mean, we have Jedi Fallen Order to look at, and that looked awesome. But I feel like the, the sets here were just kind of like Imperial bland kind of stuff. A lot of grays and 
different things like that. I'm going to throw it over to Milton before I keep rambling on. What was your first uh, initial impressions of Obi-Wan Kenobi episode four? I mean, it was a filler episode. In my, it was a filler, in my opinion. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and I said this in our chat. Um, you know, I'll start with the good. Um, I like the Obi-Wan lightsaber action. You know, anytime we get a saber, and I feel like lightsabers have been very rare in, like, Disney lore when yeah. it comes to how they use them, which is good. I mean, that's sad to say, but it's true. But... I liked how Obi-Wan was using a lightsaber. It, it felt like we got Obi-Wan back a little bit. Um, I'm glad they didn't make him OP yet because he's still trying to get his powers figured out. You saw him trying to use his force powers and getting in touch with that. And I thought, uh, what's the girl's name? Tala? Tala. Yep. Yeah, she made a good point to say, your body isn't the only thing, only thing that needs to heal. You know. And to me, I thought she's talking about it's your mind. You got to calm your mind. You got to just get back to being like centered again. Like Jedi are very much centered people. They're balanced. And Obi-Wan isn't balanced right now. You know, he's very much like still processing the trauma of one being burned alive almost. And two, knowing that his friend's in a mechanical suit and he's Vader. So he that it was cool seeing like Hurts talk about that. And I really thought we missed an opportunity. And this is where I get some of the negative. When he was in the back of the tank and how they were linked up together, I was hoping, oh, well, this is where we're going to flashbacks. Like, mm-hmm. that, that would have been a perfect opportunity to set, a fla- set up a flashback about, oh, let's reminisce about the good times or, like, a struggle they had together. You know, kind of like how Arrow does their flashbacks, Ben. Yep. That would have been a perfect segue. You know, but then it's like, ah, oh, we didn't get it. And, I mean, I thought Vader wasn't in this episode enough. I, I mean, I, again, this episode wasn't trash but it wasn't great neither you know i thought the reva interrogation with leia was unwatchable it was weird it was very cringy um and i'm using one of ben's points that he made people some some people might have been on vacation or like (laughs) and once he said that i was like oh that makes sense because vader just pops out out of nowhere like you know and just starts choking people but, I mean, the episode wasn't garbage. I've seen worse in Star Wars. I've seen worse in other shows. However, I like I've always said, if you got a miniseries, you can't waste episodes. There's no need for this to be 36 minutes. Stranger I, Things no, – go, go ahead. I, I put, And, again, I, as much as you know, we would have liked this episode, but I wouldn't call it a waste. I wouldn't call it filler just for the fact that you, right, you kind okay. of mentioned this yourself because it's like you got to have the one adventure where, yeah. where Obi-Wan is kind of like – getting it, back to himself so like he's not going to just go right for vader again right with no like in between like that would really feel cheap uh, and not no no absolutely all, and, so. and 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 even even filler might be the wrong word because i because I, I did tell this to my own buddy other day, i said it did what it needed to do yeah, yeah. to get us to the next two episodes like you know he had to rescue leia you know the rev like you had to set up that there might have been a double turn or like reva has a trump card in her pocket you know whatever but my thing is, though, it's a mini series. Still, it's six episodes. Give us longer than thirty-six minutes. You could. This episode could have been could have told us much more story, in the sense of backstory. It could have gave of more like how Obi Wan is now processing that Anakin's alive and he fought him and he he was defeated and he was traumatized once again. You know, Stranger Things right now. In their final season, they had what? They released eight episodes, I think, or seven episodes for part of their season okay. one or season four. They're an hour long episode. Some are an hour and 20 minutes. Damn. And it's, yeah, literally. And it's like, they're really giving us great storytelling because they're, 
fleshing it out a little bit more, and there's no wasted space, in my opinion, with that show. Here, 36 minutes is not a lo- not enough time. Like it's Star Wars. There's so much story to tell, especially that this is a miniseries and they did it on purpose. Like if we'd have made this a film, we would have never got this. Like we now have a miniseries. Take your time, expand it. But overall, the episode wasn't trash, but it's not great. It's the weakest of the four thus far. Mm-hmm. I just thought I, I thought the Leia scene was cringy. Like she's like, "Is this a staring contest?" I'm like, "What?" Like that's. That's too much in our world. Like, that's weird. But, I mean, it, it's whatever. I mean, like I said, it was just weird to me, but it wasn't trash, you know? Yeah. All right. Going over to you, Ben. First reactions, initial impressions. Yeah, I would say, I mean, my my initial reaction, because, you know, I watch this in the middle of the night as soon as it comes on. Um, and it was just, it was fine. You know, it was fine. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't even really good. It was just fine. Um, and you know, I have a lot of similar critiques of the episode as both, um, uh, you know, similar to both of you. Like I, I, you know, for, for some of the things I enjoyed, like I, I really liked Kenobi getting back into the swing of things. Um, you know, getting, getting some lightsaber action, of course. And as you mentioned, Milton, it's, Lightsabers seem to very be very um, absent in a lot of these, just everything since, you know, under the Disney umbrella in terms of live action. So it's just been kind of strange in that regard. So it's nice yeah. seeing some lightsaber action. Um, and then I thought the the whole Jedi tomb was an interesting take. Like that was that was cool seeing that just because it just adds a little more um, to the significance of the Inquis- uh, Fortress Inquisitorius. Like that's yeah. cool. Um, but for me, there were a lot of moments in the episode where I was just like, man, we just need like more here. Like just, just something like, as you mentioned, Chris, when you started off, like it just felt like something was like missing or off in this episode. And like, for me, you know, as you, um, as you mentioned, Milton, the, uh, the interrogation scene between Reva and Leia was very bad. Like, you know, for for one, it's... Yeah, for one, it seemed like a down-to-earth type. Uh, like, like Leia's lines, I feel like were were really choppy, like kind of like down-to-earth. And I thought, you know, I've loved Moses Ingram so far. I thought her acting wasn't great in that scene. Like really? reacting to Leia, I just, I just didn't, I just, didn't yeah. Think she, I, I thought right. she was just really flat. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like her scene that was a week as I've seen her. Not saying like she yeah. wasn't. Again, overall, she's been killing it. I just thought how she wasn't very menacing with Leia. I think I think um, Leia' response made her not menacing. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah. it's it's like how like in acting or in in general, like you know, if your character, if your your coworker isn't responding to you that way in in a particular yeah. scene, like how can that be conveyed to the audience? And yeah. to me, I felt Leia like she wasn't scared of Reva. She was yeah. obviously scared of like you know getting physically hurt, but I mean like Reva like she's doing a mind trick on it and like she couldn't break her. And I know yeah. people could say, well, she's Anakin and Padme's daughter, okay, but she's ten. You know yep. she she ain't master no force yet. You know it, well, well, like when I was ten, I guarantee I'd have been shitting my pants. <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? mean, like, yeah, like, you just right. got. You, but the force works in mysterious ways, man. I mean, so I, yeah. I hear no, I hear you. No, I, I don't disagree. I mean, Anakin <laughs> showed, showed it at nine yeah. years old of flying Little, a podcast. Pod race, exactly. Podcast, pod race. But you know what I'm saying? Like Leia ain't Anakin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Let's be real here. Yeah. And 
Like, for me, it's like, how is she able to f- resist that a little bit? Again, that's goofy to me with no formal training and nothing. I just thought it, it fell flat. That's probably the best yeah. way I can put it. it Wait, fell but flat. it's happened before. It's happened in like, the, the Force Awakens when Ray has their training. And, and I have that. an issue with that every time. Yeah. Because there's no way. Like, again, yeah. like, look, Bruce Lee... Bruce Lee has okay. That's that's like me trying to go up against Bruce Lee, and he's been training all my all his life, and I got potential, but somehow I can break. Oh, I he can't he can't break me. Like but, uh, yeah. it's Bruce Lee. But here, but like, here's come the on, thing, bro. But here's the thing. She's the offspring of Palpatine, and and oh. Leia's the offspring of Skywalker. They're the two I like strongest you. lineages of forces of the galaxy. Like of I course think, they. Would I can't. Have I can't. I can't some... argue that. I can't. You're right. I can't argue that. However. However, in, in my logistics, in, in my head, a 10-year-old child who's never really shown any ability to tap into their power, <laughs> whether it's naturally or, or unnaturally, like to sit there and be resistant against awesome. an Inquisitor, who, who's, who's, mind you, was trained by the Jedi and obviously trained by but... Vader. Here's the thing. We all know, too. The Inquisitors are never as powerful as Sith are. Right. They are, I hear you. The, but the, they're the, not the, trash, but, though. The Jedi, the, they were like Padawans. We see, like, they were a bit, well, we don't know if she was a Padawan. Probably. Like, like from all the backstories of all the other Inquisitors, they are, like, not even full Jedis, usually. Yeah. They are just, like, half-assed Jedis. So right, they right, right. Inquis- True. That's how they get owned by Maul so quick in yeah. that episode. So, okay, even- let, me, let me ask you this question, Chris. So here's the thing. Let's say we have the same scene, and let's say they decide to have Vader interrogate her, and he did the same thing, and she had the same response. What are you saying then? Well, then that's a different story. <laughs> okay, right? I hear, you know, because I'd be like, okay, that's weird <laughs> to me, but then it's like, again, you would think that Vader had a hand in these people's training. You know, like, he, he broke them. Like, they, they say well, how the Inquisitors turn to the dark side, or if they didn't, they're dead. So well, he had but, to have broke them. Like, like he, he doesn't want trash Inquisitors neither. Well, well Milton, just to, oh, well, to, to add, man, man Milton, it's the, it's the Ben and Milton, ben and Milton first, Chris. <laughs> yeah, <keep going laughs> but, back with but, he, Milton, he's, he's, the, he's the Count Duke where the Anakin and Obi-Wan here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my thing with it is, I'm pretty sure the way they've heavily implied it is like, like even in this show, like Reva is supposed to be powerful with that sort of stuff, like mind reading, that sort of stuff. And even the grand inquisitor literally says in the first episode, like, you know, you're here for basically because you're powerful, blah, 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 blah. And then she's not able to crack a 10 year old. Like to me, it's like, all right then. Like, and then I just, I just, I don't know. I feel like they could have made it in a way more, I guess, more fearful, more. Exactly. Just, just... That, that That's where it's at. I mean, like I, I, as a fan or as an audience member had no, like, I felt no threat. I'm like this. I'm not, I can see she's not threatened by this adult who has a wielding, who's got a circle lightsaber, who's dressed in all black, who's screaming at her. And she's like, okay. I'm not telling you nothing. But like, are you serious? Like, like she's, like, she's like, she's like, she's like, I'll tell you nothing. And then, like, only time she got scared when she put her in the chair. Well, the thing is with Leia, right? I mean, up up until now, we've seen three episodes of her. Like, this stuff doesn't phase her. She's she's been on the run. She's got captured by these three goons. Got out. Then was running around. Like, falls from a skyscraper. Gets caught by the force. Is in the middle of a blaster fight. 
Like, this girl in the last, like, day has seen so much action that, like, nobody would see in her freaking lifetime. So, to get to get put in other situations, she's kind of weathered at this point and has these life experiences where it's like, yeah, just get me out of here. That's just her kind of mentality. I mean, we see what she she becomes, right? She she talks to Vader face-to-face in A New Hope and doesn't even flinch, right? Like, right. this is her demeanor. Like, she's... That's how she becomes the fearless general because Facts. all these experiences. Right. But but even saying about her, she came face to face with Vader, like she had to have seen him before that time. So she knows of him. That's why she said, oh, Darth Vader, I can smell your foul stench yeah. on Tarkin's leash or whatever she says. Um, so, so she knew of him and she saw him. So I can see how she's not as fearful of him at first. Again, oh. though, 10 like come on, like that to me. Like, maybe I'm just being too logical in how I'm thinking. And this is where, you know, I, I go back to the fan expectations or how we see view things because sometimes Lucasfilm want to flip it on us and say, "Oh, you guys have too weird expectations." No, you <coughs> set it up that way, like in how you tell stories. So then we're thinking, "Oh, logically, this is how it should be next time they inter- interact, or this is how the story should move forward." And if we're gonna, if we're following the logic, that's why. Look at the sequel trilogy. People love The Force Awakens and how that was set up, but then you go to The Last Jedi, and then fans don't like that. Well, there was a lot of divisiveness about that film. Yeah. But then Lucasfilm want to say, no, no, that's you guys' fault for not like really just having these weird expectations. We're like, no, you set it up that way. You set up, you know, uh, old boy um, John Boyega to be potentially a Jedi. You never oh, follow through yeah. with that. You know, it's just stuff like that where I'm just like. You set it up in this show to where Reva's like the ultimate inquisitor who happened to quote unquote take out the grand inquisitor who has a plan to do X, Y, and Z to get here. So we're thinking she's super calculated and smart and she can break anybody. Okay, another example. Oh, go on, Chris. (laughs) So we're looking at like ages in Star Wars as if it's like in our own society, right? Our own society currently. But there's so many examples of young people doing incredible feats in the Star Wars galaxy. Just look at her mother. Padme was in charge of an entire planet at the Absolutely. age of 10. So, Absolutely. And, and there it goes. She takes her nah, 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 let's, from let's, her mother. And, and it's let's like go back. The whole she was family. not 10. She was, she was like, what, 14 or 15 when she, she was queen? Well, 14, she, was, she started at queen okay. at 10. And there she is, was there for there, four years already. But there, there's a significant difference of maturity in that four-year period of 10 just, to 14 or 15. Well, well, uh, all right. Here's the thing with, with this whole um, discussion here. I, setting the Leia thing completely aside, you, you brought up an excellent point, Milton. This series so far, and, you know, we've enjoyed Reva um, up to this point. I, you know, they've set her up as being so special. I mean, she took out the Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor said she was so important. Um, Vader was impressed with her, all of this stuff. And then it's like, like, I don't know, her character gets almost knocked down a peg because she can't like crack a 10 year old. Like, it's just like, uh, I don't know. So I, I think to me, like, that's what plays so hard in that scene. It's like uh, between those type of implications, plus just the entire, um, the dialogue in the entire scene. I think the dialogue is what really kills it for me. Just because it's like, I feel like we linger on that scene for way too long. Like, way, way too long. I think it should have been more snappier, or the line should have been more snappier and more, maybe more intense um, to, like, drive it home. 
but uh you know that's just that's just yeah. me for for that scene and again this this scene you know harkens back to what we joked about leading into this conversation so you know during the scene you have like obi-wan in the background doing his thing you've got tala you know forming her distraction all of these things and it and it just leads to my other big massive critique of the episode is okay we left Malpalooza, the the last planet we were on where Leia gets captured, we left there. And, you know, to this point in the series, the Inquisitors have traveled together, like, up to this point. And how do we go from the Inquisitors traveling together and Vader being, you know, nearby as well, how do we go from that to Vader and the other Inquisitors are presumably, like, out to lunch or stuck in traffic <laughs> or something? Because it, it makes absolutely zero sense. Because all of a sudden... You know, they, they basically have this whole prison break in the in Fortress Inquisitorious. And then literally, like you said, Milton, Vader pops up out of nowhere. Like the blink of an eye, he pops up and he's choking Reva. And he's like, you failed me for the last time, third well, sister, blah, 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 blah. Like, and it's like, it's like, where was this? Did, did they just step out of the, you know, you know the lunchroom next here's door? The thing, no, here's the thing. It. O'Shea Jackson's character, I forget what his name is. He says, like, it's the Mustafar system. Yeah, and yeah, Vader's yeah. in the system. He's uh-huh. just not on the planet. And it's like, and my thing is though, if, if here, thinking back on it, it's like, if, if you captured this girl, knowing that it baited Obi-Wan out, would Vader go back to his house? Right. I I would assume that Revan would have said, Hey, I use this girl to draw out, to draw out Kenobi. Let's keep her around. Cause we know he's going to try to come back and get her, you know? Cause I'm assuming, cause again, she does know Obi-Wan got away. So I'm assuming her and Vader communicated and say, Hey, Obi-Wan got away. We're keeping this girl. We know this is going to bring him back again. So Vader should be like, all right, I'll wait until whenever he comes back. I got you. Like, I'm good. But somehow he goes to get something to eat. Yeah. See, see, that that was my big issue with it. I was like, it was like, it, or is this just like purely budget? Like, oh, we can't have Vader and the, the other people, the other Inquisitors in here fighting because it'd be too much of a budget for this episode. And it's like, what is going on? It's like, I didn't like the direction for that at all. And then I had an issue with the actual scene. Okay, so Vader coming in, choking Reva, like that's badass. Like it's like, man, this is the Vader, you know. And then one of the one of the funniest parts I laughed, like, you know, this is where the whole uh, the Disney niceness comes in. And Disney, and di- like, I don't like to be that person to say, oh, Disney Star Wars, whatever, you know. But but this was definitely a Disney Star Wars moment because I don't know about you guys, but if this if this exact scene wasn't made by Disney. I guarantee you, even though Reva says, uh, you know, there's a tracker, blah, blah, blah. Vader's not going to gently set her down. He's going to chuck her aside and keep on, you know, storming out the room. Like, I I just, I could not buy him just gently setting her down like he did. Because I was like, really, Vader? Like, you know, I feel like in any any other character, he would have just literally, like, probably chucked him aside in that. Because he was so angry. And it was like, oh, man. that is single. He was so angry because this is personal to him. Yeah. And he, gen- he gently sets her down, and it's like, yeah. I, he what? says, I, he's like, I underestimated you, uh, third sister, and it's like, bro, <laughs> you, this is Obi Wan, like this, yeah. this ain't no scrub Jedi, <laughs> you know, this is this is your guy. So I mean, a lot of this episode, again, it wasn't trash. Cause I liked, I liked a good chunk of it. There are just things about it where I'm just like, oh, if and- we could, we we could have reworked this, or it could have been done a little bit differently. However, I, I, I think I will. This episode is not rewatchable. I'm just keeping it. I know what happened. I I solved the whole thing. Okay. 
So in Jedi Fallen Order, Mustafar's literally you could see Mustafar when you're in the game. Like you're on Fortress of Course, you like look in the sky that there's Mustafar like through the wall. You see it's that close. It's like closer than the moon is to our planet. That's how close mm -hmm. Mustafar and Nurn are. Or Nur, whatever. Um we see like we see Vader show up at the end of Jedi Fallen Order. Like, oh yeah, Vader's not around. And you're like, Cal Kessler, you're fighting the third, the, the second sister. And then Vader comes up and kills her out of nowhere. So apparently, like, Vader, like, flies down in that time you're fighting her and just, like, kills her. It's an awesome moment. The game's old. I Hopefully that didn't spoil anybody at this point. It's been, <laughs> it's been out there. Um, so it's, like, almost the same thing happens again. But remember, Vader was in a back to tag. They show him in a back to tag with Obi Wan, mm -hmm. um, so he had to have been at Mustafar because that's where all his back to tag stuff is. Okay. So that's what happened. Like he was there on well, Mustafar because he had to get healed, and then he had to come back. See, I don't. I okay. I buy that. We'll set that aside, Milton. Then where's the other Inquisitors at? Are yeah, they out to Like no, no. What happened with them? I'm like uh, defending the whole. <laughs> This is I, I just don't buy I feel like I'm in a courtroom or something right now. Like, this, this is it. But they were like, they should, the last they showed them, they were like rounding up all the people. Like, they probably had mm -hmm. to stay behind and like gather these people and like interrogate every single person to find out where the Jedi are or what about. Because remember, they just found out a whole like um, resistance cell of like Jedi. So they probably were going around interrogating everybody. So by the time all this went down, they probably just had gotten back. Because the Inquisitors are the ones that interrogate people. They have the Force. Like, we've seen them d using yeah. it on Leia. So that's that's why they had to probably stay. The regular Stormtroopers don't do that. They had to get the Force-sensitive people to siphon the information out of them. That's my uh, headcanon. Uh, man, like I said, it, it's... <laughs> that's a lot of hoops. That's a lot of hoops, I feel like. Um. I don't know. I just, it just, there's just a lot of, a lot of things. And then, okay. Like not even to like pick on um some of the story beats to get to like, not, not to sound like too like cinematographer snob, but man, I do not like whoever's, whoever's doing the cinematography on the show clearly to say. in this episode does not know how to shoot a ship because yeah. when, when Roken's ship, when the ship comes flying in, he has it. Whoever's the cinematographer has it flying in directly straight on at the camera, so the ship looks flat. It doesn't even look. It doesn't even look good at all. Like you know, because there's no like alternate angles. Like it comes in at such a weird angle. Like that's a shot you've never seen in any of the first any of the nine Star Wars movies put together. Like it. It literally the ship flies directly straight in at the camera, so you know it makes the it makes the ship look flat and just not good. Whoever you know, whoever the cinematographer is, it was yeah, it was weird. The shaky cam to me was kind of goofy too. But oh, I mean, look, uh, look, I know we're getting into negatives. Let me just swim and spin it <laughs> yeah. to a positive. Yeah, we, we, we can we can add into yeah. some positives. Yeah, I know we're being <laughs> super negative right now, and not not in this over the top way. Just you know, just being honest here, I will say, your boy had a, a nerd hard on whenever Obi Wan is, you know, using the saber, and he's blocking shots. Yep. And he uses the force to stop the water from coming in. Boy, I was like, "Let's go!" Because I'm thinking, yep. "This is this is Ben Solo. Well, not Ben Solo. This is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. This is my guy." And I actually was telling my dad this. That like was that that night. I said, "Dad, you gotta watch this show." I said, "Cause you and McGregor to me is Obi Wan Kenobi." I'm like, "I love Alec <laughs> Guinness. He he's the OG." 
But I said, Ewan McGregor's that guy. And my dad's like, oh, I'll watch it, trust me. And so then I'm telling him mm-hmm. the story, and I'm dropping F-bombs in between, like, every other sentence of what's happening. But I said, Dad, he does his thing with the force to stop some water. It is fire. And he's like, okay. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'll watch it. But I love that whole scene whenever he was fighting the Stormtroopers and the security droid. Like, that was dope. And he did the Obi-Wan pose, which I think, oh, yeah. I think Ben, you've done that in some of, like, your poses for, like, your lightsaber when you post on social media. Yep. Um, he did the – I'm like, oh, that's my guy. Like, he did it. Like, he looks oh, good. Like, I cannot wait until he starts getting more proficient with a saber. Oh, for sure. Like, like all the parts with Ewan, I mean, heck, even some of the little callbacks, the way he was swimming in the water, you know, it was yeah, like, yeah. The, you know, it was like the Phantom Menace. Like, you know, those, the lightsaber fighting, um, different things like that. I did kind of, like, wish we kind of, like, like, trying to be, like, a greedy fan here. But I was like, oh, man. I wish you could put on like the the stormtrooper chest plate, like just to kind of like get a yeah. Clone Wars vibe. I was like, That'd I was kind of so tight. That. But uh, but I uh, yeah, I, all the all the Obi Wan stuff I think was great. Like like that's the thing in this series. Like even McGregor's acting has been on he, point. He's the best like, part of the show. Oh, for sure, by, by a mile. He's been he's been excellent. Um, I I did get a laugh out of it. It's not even a critique. It's just like a movie magic thing. Um, like some of the scenes like. Like when he was fighting the um, stormtroopers and the security in the hall, like it's funny because some of them are behind him and, and you know some are in front of him. Mm. And it's funny if you watch the camera angles when it shoots. It's like when he's facing forward, blocking the shots forward. There's no one shooting. You see no lasers no coming shoot. behind him. Yeah. And then when he turns around, you know the other one stops. So it's just kind of yeah. like it's just a little haha movie magic thing. That's not even a critique. It's just like <laughs> you see that in every movie though. Right. I mean, and also, too, I, I like the callback. I think it was a callback to the Force Unleashed 2 when they had they were in the dark room <coughs> and oh. he sliced up both those stormtroopers, which is dope. Like, yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, Star Wars boner, heavy doing and, that because uh, I was like, let's go. It, it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of the, in the animation especially, they never do like kill shots. They never do like kill strikes. But like Obi Wan has no regard for any stormtrooper. He's shooting them off balconies. They're getting separated in half by laser gates. And here he is just like bisecting stormtroopers with his lightsaber. Like this, right. I know. Uh, I the the the, ins- the instant callback would be the guy that's Jedi Fallen Order. But for some reason, I was like, this reminds me of Kyle Katarn and Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast or something because you have this this middle aged Jedi coming back to the fight he's in these imperial hallways just killing stormtroopers like it reminds me so much of that old game just like that the single lightsaber combat just that that was fun and there's like this one moment where he like does this cool like spin trick and he just slices a stormtrooper that was freaking magic right there yeah no i i thought man like i said that was the best part of the episode is just the saber usage and i i think i think i was loving it so much because we've been missing it so much Mm-hmm. ever since disney's taken over star wars i mean you know we all fell in love with the prequel saber duels and how they use it hell even the clone wars the clone yeah. wars i think even heightened saber like duels i know that's animation but it was cool seeing how they use a saber um but i felt like man i'm like you know this is how it should be and and you mcgregor man you can definitely tell he know he's an actual swordsman you can see that he's comfortable with that particular item in his hand, whether it was a, a wooden stick or that they have different types of sabers now that they use when they do the films, right? It's like a glow stick or something. Mm-hmm. And you can, t- and the lighting's different with the saber. You can definitely see it, but overall I was pleased with that. Um, 
I mean, and, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but I mean, my overall thoughts about this episode, guys, like, it just, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't completely trash. I had, I had significant issues with it, but again, it did what it needed to do to be that stepping stone of an episode, because we know five and six, they gotta, de- that has to deliver. And yeah. honestly, I, I look forward to every every episode. Like, I legit watch this show every time I'm in the gym in the morning at 4.35 o'clock. So I, I'm excited for this show. I'm excited for the next episode. I'm hopefully five will make up for how four was disappointing to most of us. I mean, I know Chris, you peer, you seem to like this episode more than Ben and I did. But again, it's not bad. It's not completely trash. I mean, I've seen some people killed on on the internet. Oh, it's it, it it's so garbage, and it's this was typical Disney. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, come on, man. This is the best show. In Disney Star Wars, besides the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, for sure. I, uh, you know, I, I completely echo all those points, Milton. I think it was, you know, really good overall. I mean, it was really fine overall. Like, it definitely had some major issues with it, but like overall, it was, it was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't near as bad as like Hawkeye or anything. Like, you oh, know, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was definitely, um, it was definitely really. You know, it was fine. It was fine. That's all it was. It was fine. It had, had good moments. Like the Obi Wan moments were good. Um, I don't know about you guys, but all throughout the episode, I thought I thought Tala was dead like seven hundred different yeah. times throughout that. Uh, yeah. But but she made it through. So I uh, I thought she was going to be toast. And then yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting because you know if we got if we think about it, um, you know if we want to like do like some mini mini predictions or like just guesses for next week, like. I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see because we're gonna have, you know, you know, especially the way it ended with Lola being basically a tracker now. Now they're heading presumably like toward Jabrim. So like, are we gonna have like the Inquisitors heading to Jabrim? Like, are we potentially gonna get like, you know, Obi Wan and say if there's any Force sensitives there, like potentially, con- you know, having a con- a conflict with the Inquisitors because. My thing I keep coming back to is we've had this whole series so far and we haven't had the Inquisitors in action yet. Like they have mm. to have an action sequence, right? Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just presuming, but they, they have to, you'd think like that. Yeah. That's what I keep going back to. I like, didn't I realize, like, yeah. I didn't realize until you just said that they've really been no fighting or no duels mm-hmm. um, between the Inquisitors or, you know, you that's were saying yeah, because the fifth brother, which is your boy, uh, was it? How do yeah, you say his he's name? One of my favorite, Sun Han. King. Yeah, Sun. Yeah, Han. Fast and yeah. Fierce. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't really done anything. He just just gets upset and wants to like you know wreck the third sister. Yeah. And who's the other? Who's the other Inquisitor? What's her name? I think that's the seventh sister, isn't it? Yeah. No, she hasn't really the seventh anything. sister, fourth sister. Isn't it? Oh, she, fourth she sister. She doesn't do nothing either. <laughs> and here's my other thing. Where are the other Inquisitors at? They're out for probably budgetary reasons. <laughs> Trying to go get Quinlan Voss. I don't know. Yep. Hey, uh, I mean, it'd be cool to see them. Yeah, I want, I want to spend a moment to shout out the chat because we've had an active chat as well. Um, I want to go back to, I guess, pronounce it CJ or CJ. Uh, how do you all feel about the Grand Inquisitor being killed so fast? I That's getting resolved. We're, we're going to find out what happens to him by the end. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's dead. I think, I, think, I think, honestly, to me, I thought about this. I'm thinking he's just... Vader knows what happened, and I think I think Vader's in on the sense of like, okay, I'm gonna keep you at a distance for now and let and let this play out with old girl first, and then bring you back. I think I, I think Vader knows like what the hell's going on with that. 
I have an interesting theory with the Grand Inquisitor, and it goes into um, some of the comic books that Charles Soule wrote. And at one moment, um, Grand Inquisitor is found by Luke Skywalker. And Luke Skywalker, nope. in between Empire Strikes that Back and Return of the Jedi, goes to a High Republic temple to find a lightsaber to use because he had lost his, and he just says, screw it. I'm going to try stop trying to find it and get my own lightsaber. And he finds out there's one there, yellow lightsaber, which he still has currently. And there he finds, like, this weird uh, manifestation of, of a Grand Inquisitor that was in torment by Darth Vader. Like, Darth Vader did something to, like, basically leave behind the presence of Grand Inquisitor because we know a Grand Inquisitor like jumped off the balcony in, in Rebels. He said, some things are worse than death. And I think mm -hmm. he makes a reference because I think maybe there's going to be some kind of Sith alchemy or Sith something that goes down to like bring him back to life, but like he'll never die again or something. And maybe that's where this ties into that comic book, which would be really cool. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. listen, I mean, if, they, if, if they need someone to play him, I'll play Grand Inquisitor. Come on, let's get it. Hey, there we go. Like, uh, I, yeah. I think with him, um, you know, I, I feel like we're heading toward a point too, Chris, where it's going to be like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I could see him doing a whole thing where Reva's shocked. Like, I don't know, she walks into a room with, you know, she's me expecting to meet Vader and, yeah. you know, the Grand Inquisitor standing right next to Vader mm -hmm. going, I'm still alive, like, type deal. What happens if Grand Inquisitor ends up killing her? Like, she walks in, like you said, and well, he's there. And he just I can see that. Her. Well, see, th this is kind of my other, like, theory or idea, too. Like, what? Okay, w I mean, I mean, from what it sounds like, obviously, everyone, you know, we're going to be getting Vader and Kenobi fighting again. What is Reva going to be doing during that fight? Like, obviously, it's not going to be Vader and her, I mean, at least we don't think, anyways, versus Obi-Wan. So, like, what if we get, like, kind of, say a throwback to like revenge of the Sith where it's like Vader versus Kenobi slash Reva versus the grand inquisitor yeah. or something, you know, like yeah. maybe something like that. Like maybe, yeah, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe she flips and turns good or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's... yeah that, I think, I think though, to answer that question, I think that's, I, I think, I mean, we all know he's around somewhere. It's just, we got to figure out how they're going to play it out. Yep. yep. We got Ben from star Wars timeline. So, uh, thanks for stopping by buddy. Uh, I had done a podcast with him uh, a couple weeks ago. You guys can check it out. He does great interviews with just all great topics of Star Wars. We talked about um, all the TV series that had come out since Disney bought Lucasfilm, which was quite an extensive list, and we all managed to do it in uh, under two hours. So, uh, But he is chiming in saying, Milton, 100% agree. Uh, Star Wars fans always pull in either extreme. It wasn't mind-blowing, but nowhere near bad. You know, that's what's right. The, yeah, that's it, you know. yeah. Again, because I mean, it's when I say it's not rewatchable. I mean, I'll probably rewatch this episode eventually, especially when they all come out. But it's not rewatchable right now. Where I'm like, man, I gotta go back and rewatch that episode. You know, the first two I had to rewatch. You know, this one I'm not excited to go back and rewatch it yet. So, mm -hmm. but it, it it's not it's not garbage. Like I heard Campia try to say like this episode was tr like worst pretty piece much of trash. Disney I'm content. Like, Worst piece I'm like, of Disney bro, Plus what content. are you talking about? Have you have you yeah. not watched Miss Marvel yet, bro? Yeah. Like, Ooh. and I just I tried to get to that first episode yesterday, it's and I great. couldn't. I, I could more than this episode. It was fantastic. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't even get through twice. the first 15 minutes. I couldn't get through the first 15 minutes. And look, I'm still haven't gotten through uh, Moon Knight yet because I just can't sit through that. That's a rough show in my opinion, <laughs> but <laughs> just saying, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris, Chris. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
What, what kind of show would this be if we all agreed on everything, though, really, right? Facts. Um, yeah. We have a good comment. Um, well, every comment you guys send is always good, so I'm not trying to specify who's better in this chat by any means. But <laughs> we have a comment that's interesting from Dark Nerdy Gonzo. He's saying, Andrew Stanton is writing episodes five and six. I'm hoping that's a saving grace we need for normally whatever project he is attached to is usually gold as you guys were talking i did some research so this guy's been involved with like every major pixar thing that makes you cry so yeah. this guy well, i mean you know you got toy story <laughs> yeah. 4 that made me ball like an idiot you got freaking finding nemo uh wally yeah. all these things man that, so well, and, i have high well, like i said like hey, listen so i think i think dark no Duganza is right in the sense of you know, the expectation thing for five and six in the sense of these two episodes are going to be super pivotal. I mean, because I know, again, there's rumor and innuendo that we might get a season two or there's talks of development. OK, so I think how they set us up with the emotions, especially with Ant we got to see Hayden's face eventually. Yeah. Right. So I think I think those scenes with a young Anakin back in flash flashbacks and just hearing him talk about you know, whatever they're dealing with. Just seeing that brotherhood again is going to be emotional. Seeing that fight is going to be emotional. Seeing how they end this particular mini series is going to be emotional. So, because they're, they're going to want us to say, oh, this is, this ties in perfect to a new hope in the sense of now we have a better understanding of this relationship. So, I think emotional for these last two episodes are going to have to be significant. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm thinking. You know, now that you mentioned that, Chris, I didn't I didn't know the writers uh, or the writer for the final two. But now that you mentioned that, um, since there's potential like, you know, him writing emotionally and stuff, that really makes me think then, you know, if we're getting a flashback, the flashback has to be this coming week. It has to be. This has to episode. Be. Because because I don't think you can cram a flashback, a Vader fight and whatever the Inquisitors are doing and the and the. um like the wrap up all in the finale. So I feel like it has to be like the flashback, like it's now or never, it has to be in the fifth episode. I think like, Got if me. not, if not, then I don't know. Then, then there was no point in having Hayden back for the yeah, series. Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. And this, and this is where I think, and I'm a harp on it. You got to make these the last, the last two episodes have to be long. They have to be because it, exactly. Because again, even I'm a reference it. stranger things, their last episode in part one of se season four was an hour and a half. Yep. And that was up and that was up in episode seven. And that told such a great story and how spoilers and no, how a certain a certain I'm, no, I'm gonna say a certain character winds up in the upside down. <laughs> okay, that's all that's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. But it, it, it <laughs> I was like, least, man, Mel, you're dropping a spoiler quick. Yeah, my fault. It, but but Chris, like that episode does a really good job of explaining the upside down and how everything got started for the most part mm. and, and a character's development. And it took third third with 90 minutes and it was well done and it was that finale of part one these last two episodes have to be an hour long or an hour and 15 just because you you give us a two-hour movie in two episodes that'd be dope at, i mean at minimum in my opinion at minimum. at minimum it has to be it should be an hour at and at very minimum 50 minutes 50 to 55 minutes at the very lowest just because it's like you know you know, when you have longer episodes, as it gives you a chance to like extrapolate the story more. Like right now, for example, I'm rewatching Game of Thrones leading up to the House of the Dragon. Basically, nice. I basically I figured it up this past Monday, 
So from this past Monday, we are 76 days away, and there's 73 episodes of Game of Thrones. So uh-huh. it's basically one up, basically one episode per day, or a couple episodes here and there. You know, just leading up to it. And literally, I'm uh, you know four or five episodes in, and every episode is close to an hour, and the story is phenomenal. So it's like, just because it's longer episodes doesn't mean it's going to be bad. Like I think that's where sometimes creators, like say, you know, for these shows or other shows, they get in their heads too much. Like, oh man, we have to keep chopping, keep cutting, cutting, cutting nah. down. Just just because it's longer doesn't mean it's going to be a bad Facts. story at all. Give me a four hour Snyder cut. Oh yeah, I'll take it all day. Exactly. Well, here's the thing, right? If we're looking behind a curtain, right? Like, look at the creative writers on this. There has been so many writers involved with the story. I think, like, the first two episodes are basically what they had done for the movie. And they basically, like, kept that for the most part or something. Then there was another two writers, I guess. Or three or something. And now there's this other guy. So I think this guy that is doing the last two episodes is, like, the most recent hire that they got to, like, finish this whole thing off. So... I would assume that they're going to have to try to finish it pretty strong with this person. I don't you know. would think. I mean, you have to. I mean, like, it's just like, I mean, I can't, I can't really want to reference this guy. But um, it's kind of like, uh, who's the guy that got in trouble in Hollywood recently with all, like, the weird shit he was doing? Um, uh, the movie executive. Um, oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about? Big fat. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Harvey Weinstein said it, it's it's how you finish a film. That, that makes people like remember it, you know. Like you can have a great, great beginning. I remember Bad Batch, you know. It's a great beginning of Bad Batch. At the end, we struggled with that show, you know. Look, look yeah. at Mandalorian. You know, it was a great beginning from season one, and at the end, they brought us Luke Skywalker. In season two, we're like, whoa, you know. Yeah. It's it's how you finish, you know. Look at the Dark Knight, Dark Knight yeah. Rise. Excuse me, the Dark Knight movie. How that movie ended, we all were super hyped for the next one. So, I mean, yeah. they, they, they need to really give us an episode, season five, or episode five, where it's like, okay, yeah, it's a slow burn with season four, episode four, but finish episode five strong. So, knowing that finale going into it, it's going to be, like, even more expectations, and then finish off episode six to where, you know what, I'm going to go back and binge this show, then I'm going to watch Rogue One, then I'm going to watch A New Hope. You know, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to do this. That, that's how good it has to be. Well, put it this way. This is a question for both of you. Uh, we are literally two-thirds of the way through the series. We had very high expectations. I know, Milton, you were like, this is going to make or break me as, as a fan of this Disney Plus content live action for the most part. Do you feel like with this episode being so-so, with the previous episode being pretty good, do you feel like it? You know, when it's all said and done, if these last two episodes are incredible, if they're amazing – would that make this series still one of the better things Star Wars has made? Or you feel like the damage is done at this point with this episode where it's like, right. you're going to look back and be like, well, that episode in the middle kind of sucks, so it could have been better. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, on, honest honest answer, if these next few episodes kill it as I'm expecting it to, then I'll, I'll, I'll be forgiving of it and say, you know what, every show has that one or two episodes where I'm just like, eh. You know, again, Arrow is one of my favorite shows. Season one is by, season one and two are so good. But there's one or two episodes in season one or two that are stinkers. But I love that show. Um, I'll go back and rewatch that at least once a year. Um, again, this has this one kind of a stinker episode, but it's episodes five and six kill it. I'm rewatching this show every year. You know, just say, oh, God, Obi-Wan, I'm going to put that on. So this, I don't, I don't think this will break me, but if these next two episodes are trash, 
first of all, y'all know about it. And two, yeah. I'm going I'm be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm not watching any more series for a while because it's like, why? Why put all this effort in and hype this show up and bring back Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and not do justice by those two guys who who have given so much to this property and the fans are really embracing them now? Because here's the thing. If this sucks the next three up two episodes, then all that hate is going to go back to them and for some weird reason because fans can't help themselves. And that's not fair to them, especially to Hayden. I don't think it's going to be bad enough to where it's going to hurt the character of Obi-Wan simply because – no. Ewan McGregor yeah. is an executive producer as well. So he has creative right. control in what happens on this series. And that was part of the deal. I'm pretty sure it would be like, yeah, if you really want to do this show, you got to give me some creative credit on this thing. So Right. I hear what I you're saying. But let's be real here. Though, that, too. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Uh, Chris, I hear you. But it's like, come on. Like We all know uh, Kathleen runs the show. And, you know, you have not Bob Iger. Who's the CEO now of Disney? Um, some other guy. And then, you know, oh, like yeah. there, there are higher ups up Bob there that, J-Pack. yes, like they have control about what was going to be in this show. Now, again, if, if, if it's you and I who are Kathleen or, or Deborah Chow, we're going to you and, hey, what you know the character for these how many years you've been a part. What do you think we should do here? How should we use utilize this? And I'm sure they have. Hell, I'm going to Dave Filoni. I'm going to John Favreau. Those guys love Star Wars, too. But like I said, if, it, if this episode five and six are trash. The backlash is going to be bad. I'm telling you that right now, and I'm not talking about me, but the overall fan base is not yeah. going to like it, and, oh. and which is it's going to be unfortunate. Oh yeah, I can I completely agree with you. Like, like uh, you know, not to like dive like too too into the the negative stuff, but it is the reality of Star Wars and Star Wars fandom. You know, as we heck open this podcast talking about is like. You know, you have the immediately do you have the immediate fallout instantly on social media, whether mm-hmm. people like it or not. And the thing is, with these new if these next two episodes bomb, or even let's just say the next episode's great, and then the finale, if the finale is really bad, let's just hypothetically say it's really bad, then the thing is, we're gonna have the fallout just like we had after episode eight, in my opinion. Because exactly. because fans Fans love these characters so much in in Obi Wan and uh, Hayden as Vader, and you know fans love these characters, and you know the angle that will be taken, and uh, you know it's it's a it's a valid angle. It's not even an angle of like toxicity or whatever. It's like it just feels like when they keep touching these legacy characters, they keep fumbling them because like like look at Boba Fett like. We can all agree Boba Fett in season in his show was a completely different character from Mando, like completely different character, in my opinion. Um, so, like, you know, they, they keep like, I'd say, fumbling these legacy characters. And then, you know, you have all the issues with Luke in the sequel trilogy, like things like that. And it's like that'll be the angle people take if the finale is not good. But in my opinion, I think it I think it will be, you know, just by the I way. Think, I think we'll be, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the record, yeah, I think it will be, just because like the way they've talked about it, the way. Um, obviously, I mean, I mean, if it's not Kathleen's words, are going to completely bite her because she literally said it's like the fight of the the century or whatever. So yeah, so <laughs> so like that's that's big. That is big. So like if this has to be an amazing fight because, I mean, it just has to be. Like it, it has to be. And and I'm a, uh, I think it will be. I think I really do. Just just the, the momentum of the show, 
the way it's going, like, I really don't see it failing, in my opinion. Like, I just don't. I, I think there are too many, I think there are too many positives that outweigh the potential negatives. I mean, at, at this, let's look at this story from like a macro level. What is yeah. the purpose of the story? In my opinion, the purpose of the story <coughs> is to show, you know, Obi-Wan, obviously, I mean, obviously the show's called Obi-Wan, but to show, show us him in his lowest point of life, his lowest point of life. What does it take for somebody to have hope again? You know, Star Wars always comes back to hope. It's Leia's thing and everything else. So it's like, what does it take for a Jedi to reclaim his power of the force and to get hope in this, in the, literally in the dark times? So we got to end this series with him at a very hopeful time, him believing where we see him in a new hope where he's a lot different than he is here now. Uh, so there's that. There's the whole thing with Leia, seeing her beginnings. That's part of the point of this, right? Reva, whatever her direction her storyline is, they're putting so much effort in there. So that's like unresolved right now. That's another thing I wanted to get more out of is like, I feel like we still don't know enough about that character right now, which makes it a little bit hard to like kind of root for her if you want to, because there's really no story so far. That's really in depth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these next two, yeah, these next two episodes, they have, they have so much work to do. And, and again, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they thought about that and say, listen, you know, these first four, yes, we're setting up the, the finale, but we still have a lot of character we have to tell. We still have a lot of backstory to fill in. We have to really get to our crescendo, which will be that ultimate lightsaber duel. But obviously, how are we going to conclude this to where it doesn't break canon? To how do we make Vader think that, okay, now Obi-Wan is dead? Because he does kind of say it in A New Hope. He's like, Obi-Wan's alive. And Tarkin says, really? Like, I thought he was dead. You know, like, so... They have a lot of things they need to do these next two episodes, so they need to give themselves some time, and hopefully they decide to make them longer so they can flesh all that stuff out. Oh yeah, between, um, you know, between you know, obviously like your your points you made, Milton, like the macro answers of Vader and Kenobi, like you're gonna address those type of things, and then even for like our newer characters like Reva, like like so far to me, you know, like I've said up to this point, I've really enjoyed Reva, um, I've enjoyed Moses's portrayal of Reva, etc. But, like, looking at it just from a, a straight-up story point of view, like, she's been a one-note villain, basically. Basically, Like, she hasn't, like, shown... She's had some moments where she's shown potential. Like, I feel like the, the biggest moment in her character that she's shown a potential crack in the bad armor was when they were looking at the path um, in that building, when she was looking at those symbols. Like, she she didn't look, like, menacing or anything. She looked like she was, like reminiscing or thinking like sadly about like her past or whatever it's like i think that's the only potential character moment we've had with her that has shown kind of like a crack in her like bad guy armor or bad girl armor i guess you would say and i think there's potential for that if if they do turn her it'll be something along those lines of like i don't know like you know the whole like looking at the bigger picture of things because because, like, why would they do the, like, you know, there's an African-American girl in the beginning of the Order 66 scene at this show. Like, that has to be Reva. Like, has to be. So, my thing is with her, like, I feel like there's just at some point just naturally in the show where she's going to be like, uh, I don't know if I agree with all this stuff anymore, you know. Like, and um, 
maybe we'll get that. And, and and the thing is, if we don't get that, if she just stays like a villain, it'll be like, whoa, like you just kept her completely one note and like, <laughs> you know, not changing at all. Like, like that, that'd be weird because like even Vader has cracks in his arm, you know, he, he eventually turns like, so it just, um, it'll be interesting to see the arc her character takes too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They got to do, they got to do something. It's a, that's the cool thing about the show, right? Is they have these legacy characters, Leia, uh, Obi-Wan, Vader. You know what happens to them. But you got these two characters in Tala, which I really enjoy. I think her character is really cool. And then yep. Reva. Um, so a couple other things I want to mention. And this is just from like a generalized Star Wars storytelling perspective. And you guys in the chat, um, you can comment on this as well and see if you agree with me. I feel like this episode was just like a redux and a remix of A New Hope. So follow me on this one. So we have some people infiltrating an Imperial base. Hey, that's, that happened in the first Star Wars. You have Leia being interrogated by a Force user. Hey, that happened in A New Hope. You have the, the tracker being planted on the ship, which is the same thing Vader did. Which in return, you could say that's like a... a what is it called? A... Um, uh, they go back in time. That's maybe how Vader learned how to do it from Reva. He figured like, oh, that was a good idea. I'll use it 10 years later. But it's just, but this is just like a small like microcosm of the greater Star Wars universe right now. Is And you can go into Mandalorian. You see a lot of this there too. It's like, mm. I get it. Like nostalgia is a huge seller. And this has been going on though for like eight, seven or eight years now with these films and these series. So started with force awakens yeah you gotta start getting more creative with your own plot lines like we've paid enough homage to star wars at this point that i think it's time to like set up some new cool things that can get referenced 20 years from now be like hey that happened in obi-wan let's bring it back we can't keep doing oh we're bringing it back to a new hope for like 100 years into the future from now like it's starting to get old and i can call it back from like I can I can see it instantly every time like up oh, there there's this guy wants to get this in they want so you can only get so far and like Chris Force he's saying is you get bored I'm like yeah I know right. how this is gonna resolve I've seen it happen before yeah you're not wrong I mean it, it's yeah it, it's it's not uncommon you know mm -hmm. and that's that's their formula see I slightly disagree with um, the notion that it's a bad thing though. Just because if you execute it really well and like build up the characters and whatever drama it is around it, then it can work. Like, mm. I feel like, you know, The Force Awakens got so much heat for doing that just because it was the first re-entry back into Star Wars. It was like, whoa, hold on, you're just rehashing A New Hope. And, and like this, I feel like if this sequence wouldn't have had a lot of the issues, like for example, you know, we have no, we have no issues with the way Vader and Leia's interrogation were going, or, you know, their conversation. We had no issues with the execution of the prison break in A New Hope because it was executed really well. Like, this, I don't think was, like like we talked about to open this podcast, like, I don't think the execution of the episode was done very well at all, to say the least. So right. I think, I think you know, having a formulaic approach can work because, I mean, look, like, I love Marvel as much as the next person. Don't get me wrong. I like DC more, but 
when you watch a lot of the Marvel movies, it's yeah. the same. It's the Marvel formula. It's the same thing over and over and over again with just different characters, a new, you know, a new location. And it's pretty much the same setup. And like, like, I feel like, and the thing is though, I say that I, I'm not saying that in a negative way because it's successful. Marvel's successful about it because they give you intriguing, intriguing characters, intriguing story points, etc. And I just feel like the execution of this episode just wasn't done well, you know. So I'm not saying, you know, obviously make every episode a nostalgia trip, but I don't think it's a bad thing to use these sort of tropes because, you know, it goes back to a successful time in Star Wars, which was obviously A New Hope. Milton, do you have any answer to this one? Because I know you were agreeing with me when I was speaking about it. Yeah, I mean, and and he look, Ben, you make you bring a good point about Marvel because I was thinking about that after my response because Marvel does do that. I think though, like I can see how people get turned off with that, especially with Star Wars, because there's there's not twenty movies compared yeah. to Marvel, you know, or you know, there's there's what twenty or there's like eight shows in Marvel right now compared to Disney's four or five or whatever it is, or yeah. I mean Star Wars four or five, so it's like. <laughs> And also, too, Marvel, yes, Marvel has really stacked the deck over the last 10, 12 years in the sense of, like, being pop culture But Star Wars is still king. I don't care what anyone tells me. Star Wars is that dude. Yep. You know, Star Wars is LeBron and Michael Jordan of our of our generations. So, to me, it's like th- those characters are just beloved. This property is more beloved. I mean, yeah, Iron Man's dope, but he ain't Luke Skywalker. You know, he ain't Darth Vader, he ain't Palpatine. So to us, those characters mean a more a lot more. And I think this whole property, people get upset that it's not taken care of properly. I think that's why people get so upset with like how they use that formula. Again, if you want to use the same recipe, as long as you just make it consistently good, we wouldn't have a problem. Yep. However, I think people get upset when it's always these ebbs and flows, or you add that mm-hmm. weird ingredient. That don't make no sense to that. Why, why would you add that to chocolate chip cookies? No, it's chocolate chip cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like you you don't need to add you don't need to add extra sugar to chocolate chip cookies. So that, I think that's all it is. It's simple. Keep it simple. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It it comes down to the execution. Like I feel like a lot of people just or a lot not not of people as in the fans, but the creatives overthink overthink some of these things sometimes. Yeah. Versus yeah. just like you know, just making something good. Like, yeah. like uh, obviously, 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 it's not easy to make something good in Hollywood. Absolutely. But, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Here's a good example. Star Wars is a Bentley. Okay. A Bentley. You need to do nothing with a Bentley. It's a Bentley. You don't make it into a convertible. It's a Bentley. Okay. Yep. So it's Star Wars. Like, we all <laughs> know what it is. Just make it consistent and mm-hmm. we'll eat it up. But the, I think the problem is it's so inconsistent and it makes no sense sometimes. We're just like, what? And 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 there's that infighting and you know all that type of stuff. So yeah. Well, this was a very lengthy discussion for an episode <laughs> that we had a lot to say about. That's for sure. I, I do have one good, more. But we did have a lot of. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I do have one more quick fun thing um, for our audience, for anybody listening, um, and even for you guys. You guys might have not caught it. So. In uh in the part when the when they're um when they're dealing with all the tomb stuff, so if you have the subtitles on the stormtroopers that are like patrolling, um, if you don't have the subtitles on, you can't really hear them say it. But the one the one stormtrooper says to the other stormtrooper, "This is creepy," 
And the other one responds, yeah, I, I want to get a transfer out of here. Like I noticed that on the subtitles. <laughs> So oh just a God. fun little, just a fun little thing to throw out there. Like if you're rewatching, like throw the subtitles on, and it's like, oh, huh, that's a funny little, uh, funny little thing they threw in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a shocker. That was probably my favorite moment of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I made a video on that. I was like, holy crap, I think that's Tara Sanube. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> him. Yeah. So, which yeah, which reminds me, I uh, I just want to throw a shout out. I mean, I hope people. I mean, I saw you got what maybe a thousand views on that thus far, Chris. Something like that, yeah. On, on that video, like, and I love how you do those little mini episodes or little mini, you know, summaries of like a particular part of an episode. So if you haven't seen that, go check those out because Chris does a really good job at breaking down something particular about each episode. And like I said, he gets a lot of good traffic with those particular short, you know, versions of what you do. Yeah, just just be careful because. I mean, I can't help but like usually put spoilers in the title. So I would suggest if a, if a current show is on and you can't watch it the day of, you might want to like take notifications off or something on every Wednesday right. morning. Because it's uh... right now. Look, man, it's tw <laughs> look, it's 2022. We uh, everybody got the Twitter, everybody got the internet. I, I that whole I know people say spoilers, spoilers, whatever. It is what it is. It, everyone can see everything. I can be walking down the street and someone can just like. It could be on a billboard or something. So, like, look, man, if it comes out, it's fair game. So, oh. I know you don't want to spoil stuff for people. However, like, it is what it is. I'm that's oh. a weird rant that I go There's... on, but just oh. just go ch check out those clips because Chris, you do a really good job with those clips. <laughs> Appreciate it. Man. Yeah, Milton, you you nailed it there. Like with spoilers and stuff. Like I feel like, you know, nowadays, like you know, you just gotta you just gotta be aware. Like it's we're at a point now, basically. If you're not going to watch it the day of or whenever it comes out, either like stay off the internet or just don't be too intense like about people spoiling things. Yeah. Just because it's, like it's... The, the, there's a girl I know, for example, she's not into any of this online film stuff. She's just, a, you know, a fan of pop culture um, I'm friends with. And she literally will just go and tweet the spoilers like just unknowingly like like, uh, you know, with the book of Boba, like she literally just went out and just tweeted tweeted about luke and grogu boom right away like before you know you know she's like oh my omg luke and grogu are back blah 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 like you know just went off and i'm like oh there's a massive spoiler but it's just because you know people just like that that are in the general audience they don't care they're just talking star That's wars or talking it's, it's, yeah it's exciting like I mean, especially oh. if it's something exciting like that I mean, when luke came back spoiler uh <laughs> like i was we was hype i remember calling my brother that night i called my i talked to my dad the next day Damn. and he has he's not he watched the show later but <laughs> like i was just excited i said dad you got it luke is fire you know and he's like he's like well i'm gonna watch it later i'm like i know i know you don't care about spoilers and if you did i don't care because it's luke you know yeah. but but he but i'd had that i'd had to have that moment with him because he got me into star wars oh. so like it was just like that was a moment i need to have with him wow. but you just get you get excited about a property. You're just like I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. So yeah, like I do, I talk to my dad about Star Wars every time I'm with him. Just I'm like, hey, did you watch this yet? Did you watch that yet? He's like, no. You told me to wait to watch it when it all comes out. I'm like, I know, but you got to listen to this. This is what happened. You know. He actually asked me the other day about Finn and uh, what's his name, uh, Rose. He's like, he's like, did they do anything with Finn and Rose in their character? I'm like, no, unfortunately they didn't. And he's like, oh, that sucks because he actually liked that. Wait, wait! Did he not see the Rise of Skywalker? He he, partly did. He needs to finish it. <laughs> my, my, listen, my my parents just moved into That's a new great. house, so he ain't got time to be watching TV. But like, 
he he wants to finish it. He just asked me. He's like he's like he's like paused on the Luke Skywalker thing. He's like, did they do anything with Finn and Rose? And I was like, mm-hmm. not really. And he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> like that was it. <laughs> oh That's man, great. poor Rose, poor Rose. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to give our scores and our just final quick yep. analysis yeah. of the episode. I started this off, and I'll finish it off here. Um, so, you know, I'm going to just go through my list of positives, negatives. So I will say, you know, the, the cool opening shot of Obi-Wan and the Bacta kind of like juxtaposed to Vader and his Bacta or like sensing each other through the force, it would, it would appear as pretty cool. I love the idea of the Inquisitors having Jet on display. It's very morbid curiosity and just how like evil these once Jedi have become, like how much torture they've become. I love the action seeing like Milton was saying in the beginning about how this is a good way to like showcase like he's not perfect but towards the end of this he is blocking a lot of blaster bolts and doing some pretty cool like flourishing spins there. I will say cons is you know shorter episode I feel like they could have established a little bit more backstory for certain characters if they had more time. Uh, Obi-Wan did get better like too quickly as far as like the burns and stuff like Again, we have no knowledge of time, so that might might be kind of a null statement. Uh, where was everybody? Again, there was like not that many troopers walking around, especially with a high profile target. Uh, right. Let's see. It's hard to believe like everybody on the station was that dumb. Uh, still not much <laughs> about Reva, and uh, the reuse of so many tropes in Star Wars, where I kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, so I would say my score overall was a six out of ten. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'll, I'll go next. Um, again, overall, this episode wasn't the, the worst episode on the planet by by far. I mean, I've seen worse TV or worse streaming shows. Um, I think we're all just disappointed, slightly disappointed, let down because the first three episodes set us up for like, man, this show has really been consistent. You know, even episode one and two were really, really good. Episode three set us up for like the second half of like okay this is what we're gonna look forward to four just was was that roller coaster dip where it's like eh, you know we we we, why aren't we staying on the same you know track um i i I like the action with obi-wan i liked i I like some of the music in in this episode i i like what they're what, what they're trying to do but there's things that they needed to do that they didn't do if that makes sense um i think there that was a potential for some backstory to be told, especially with Obi-Wan and Anakin in the back of the tanks. Like they, they could have drawn it out for 10 minutes. If, if, if they just started that episode out, jump to those two guys in the back of the tank, linking in the force with a flashback, that that would have been a great way to start that episode just to show that bond and how they're both linked to each other. That's a, that's a missed opportunity. So I say there was a lot of missed opportunities in this episode. So I think for me, score would be, I think, 6 out of 10 as well. All right, two six out of tens. So you're gonna finish it up, Ben. What's your analysis and score out of ten? Yeah, I'd say I'd say overall the episode was fine. I mean, it wasn't wasn't horrible. It wasn't even good. It was just fine. Um, nothing nothing too spectacular about it really, other than the Obi Wan parts. I feel like were were great. Uh, Tala was was really great as well. I, I'm really liking her character, even though. I just feel like the more and more we see her survive these events makes me think she's probably going to get taken out in the next couple episodes, unfortunately. Um, but I'm really liking her character a lot. And, uh, you know, I just think the episode as a whole 
had a lot of issues in it between the interrogation scene, the cinematography was was kind of weird and really weird actually in some points. Mm. And then, you know, to me, like some of the biggest um, like plot holes or plot points, I feel like you know they have to be explained away. Like it's just weird. Like you know, as you mentioned, Chris, like you have a high profile target. You know, okay, so we're just going to leave the base not heavily guarded. You know, okay, we have a high profile target. Like, why, you know, why isn't Vader coming earlier? Why isn't what, you know, like, like I, like, I, like I, my first initial reaction, you know, I'm, I'm going to like stick to that. That why was Vader and the other Inquisitors like presumably just out on lunch break when Reva had this high profile target? Like, even at minimum, if, if she was waiting to surprise Vader, like, why didn't she tell the other Inquisitors? And, and to me, like, it, I, I just felt like that was a big issue with the episode. And to me, you know, the, the only really logical answer for that is, like, for them as a, you know, from a writing standpoint, I guess, if you know, you can't really have Vader and the other Inquisitors there because if they are there, then there's no way Obi-Wan rescues Leia. So, mm-hmm. like, it's just kind of that whole thing of, like, okay, we can just kind of look the other way for it because... You know, that's the real the real world Star Wars answer. Like if they're there, Obi-Wan's not rescuing Leia. Mm-hmm. So um so I mean you have that. But yeah, just overall, you know, those are some of the just the big issues of the episode. Some some of my positives, and for me, I just have to agree with you guys. I would give this episode a six out of ten. And then oh, actually, another another thing to throw into the um kind of downsides of the show. So so far as a whole, not even just this episode. I feel like the music is really lacking on this show, like extremely. Yeah. I, 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 I just, would, I would I disagree. Just, I I love the imperial theme that they have when they arrive at the base. Like it gives them that Rogue One feel. But yeah. other than that, I haven't really noticed. I mean, I am getting the Obi One thing a lot. Like that's starting yeah. to become very prominent yeah. finally for me. So I would say between that track and the imperial track on Fortress and Course Taurus, I I'm actually digging some of the music i would like to say all yeah. of it but not just it's in spurts for me like it just it hits sometimes i'm just like oh okay i can yeah. like like when, it hits me when i when i pay attention to it i'm just like oh, okay because sometimes well, the music a lot of times been the music i don't pay attention to because it's not memorable yeah well we'll see that's that's the that's the thing i think about it is like i feel like with star wars you know this is a whole nother podcast but i feel like with star wars even with shows you have to create memorable good sounding music like even to me I think the Boba Fett score is really good. Like the main, like like the hua, like the theme or whatever, like with Boba Fett. I think that is really great. And, and like the Mandalorian the, score is good too. The, the Mandalorian score is good. I think the scores in both of those shows have been miles ahead of this show so far. Yeah. But you know that's that's a whole other podcast. So um, for me, yeah, as I said, I would just give this episode a six out of ten. And you know we're just going into the next week with high hopes for the remaining two episodes like i think i think they are i think they should hit and you know we're heading in that direction hopefully yeah and according to tim sheets in chat uh he is saying seems like they need about four more episodes to really make this story full and good well I, hopefully they just do like hour-long episodes and that'll tim, count for it tim <laughs> if you're listening tim if you've known the show or been listening to us more for a while and i've said it from day one these episodes have to be long, especially for a miniseries. If, if this was 10 episodes, I'd be fine with 45-minute episodes, but they're six. you got to make them a little bit longer than an hour. So I agree with Tim on there. You want to give us two two-hour episodes to finish this off? I'm fine with it. Deadass. I'll, I'll be so fine with it. 
Yeah, so there you go. That was our extensive thoughts on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm going to throw it back to you guys. What are you going to be doing this week, and where can people find you? Uh, this week, actually, got a busy weekend. Um, I, Actually, today was supposed to be a pretty busy day, but things, you know, headaches and stuff like that, it happened, so I didn't really do much in the second half of the evening. But tomorrow, I'm actually being an adult for once, and I'm going to <coughs> be planting some plants in my garden. So... Um, I have to go to Lowe's, get some some potting oil, some soil, some plants, finish doing that project, having some family over for a barbecue tomorrow night. Um, and I might go shooting because I plan on buying a new pistol uh, this Sunday. So, yeah, just adulting around my house, getting some stuff done and hanging out with family and popping off some some caps. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, your, yeah, yeah, your boy just got his concealed carry permit. So let's go. Nice. Nice. Ben? But, uh, yeah, for me, um, I don't really have much planned. Nothing nothing too crazy, really. Just uh, just working out, um, continuing to diet. Hey, I'm, I'm down about nine pounds now. I'm down to 229, so we're rocking the diet, rocking the diet pretty well. So I'm just continuing to stick to that um, and just continuing to work on losing a lot more weight and getting in really good shape. But... Uh, yeah, between that and then just continuing my Game of Thrones rewatch, going to watch a few episodes of that this weekend. Um, probably going to start Stranger Things I, since I haven't done that yet either. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy, really. Just getting ready for a vacation here in a couple weeks to the beach, which should be a lot of fun. And Wait, probably beach? talking uh, Virginia Beach. Oh, oh okay. nice. Yep, yep. We're heading there in a couple weeks. And then um, between that and just probably talking with you guys about star wars and then talking with people on twitter and and everywhere else about star wars as well because that's pretty much just a daily thing and speaking of that you know you can find me at real ben maynard on instagram and twitter talking star wars and fitness pretty much you know follow me on instagram to follow me uh you know basically following this diet process and exercise process to get in shape you can find me there and how about you milton Oh, yeah. Instagram, you can find me at MiltonWeber7. That's where I post a lot of my, like, fitness workouts. I usually work out every day in the morning. I post, like, a video a couple times throughout the week. So Milton, the number seven, Weber, or Twitter at MiltonWeber7, where I usually just retweet a lot of funny stuff and talk Star Wars or, you know, just make fun of politics because it's trash. (laughs) So there you go. Make sure you follow those guys. They put out some really cool stuff throughout the week. Um and as far as me, if Tim if Tim Sheets is still in the chat actively, he's going to appreciate this one because I know he's also excited. I know he does the miniature gaming with Star Wars Legion. Um, they have a huge, huge release coming out. Um, if all according to plan, this upcoming week we are getting, basically think of it as the scum and villainy of the Star Wars Legion factions. So we're going to mm-hmm. get the, the Maul DeLoreans. Nice. We're going to get that Maul with the Darksaber. We're going to get Gar Saxon. We're going to get the Pikes. We're going to get the Black Sun, all these different kind of, you know, rank and file soldiers. They're revamping the mercenary uh, mercenary rules. So I'll be able to have Cad Bane with my scum nice. villainy guys. I'll be able to have nice. Boss, all these guys. It's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, so, yeah, they just released like all this Legion news, like literally yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, so. Very much looking forward to that. I picked up a Cad Bane yesterday because he used to only be on the Separatists. And now that I know I can use him with another army, I'm like, I got to get this guy painted up quick. So mm-hmm. I'll be probably finishing him off, starting him tomorrow and finishing him tomorrow. 
Um, other than that, yeah, just look out for, like Milton was saying, look out for my uh, Obi-Wan little companion videos, I like to call them. So usually I'll just pick out something that intrigues me the most and uh, put up a video as fast and as early as I can. <laughs> that seems to work, usually. Yeah. <laughs> so... That is going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, of course, as always, to make sure you find the latest uh, up-to-date videos and hit that bell notification uh, icon, guys, because sometimes these videos can get lost in the feeds. But if you hit that button, you'll get a notification straight to your phone of when we go live, which is usually around 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are listen or you're watching, we would love for you to listen as well. So if you listen to podcasts, do us a favor, go over and subscribe to the Other Room Transmission podcast on Spotify or whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Because, hey, not all the time do we have the luxury of just sitting down and participating in a lively discussion like we had this week. Speaking of which, we had Tim Sheets, we had Chris Forsyth, we had Dark Nerdy Gonzo, we had uh, uh, CG or somebody at some certain point. We had Star Wars Timeline, my good old buddy Ben. So you can join the lively and fun discussion that we had this week by stopping on by. We might, you know, shout you out as we do often throughout our conversation, citing certain people um, if you get your questions in there or whatever. Uh, and we had a great time with that trip with the trivia. So I really want to get started with that again. We'll see if we have another slow week. We'll bring that out. So there's another benefit. If you guys want to participate in Star Wars trivia and beat us three guys, or at least those two guys, I'm not really participating. Then stop on by and keep track of your answers because we're going to do like a, a whole season's worth, hopefully, of all this. So there you go. There you go. Um, thanks for everybody for stopping by. This was Outer Rim Transmission number 61. We'll see you again next week for Milton, for Ben, for me, Chris, a.k.a. Star Raptor. Thanks for watching and transmission. <laughs>